It is day four of our Super Bowl coverage from Radio Row. We are live at a packed Radio Row Pro Football Ireland. It is packed. Presented by Indy Sport, the official batting partner of the NFL in Ireland and the UK. Enough of all the introduction. We'll get to these guys in a second. <laughs> Thank you. Jordan Schultz, we meet you. And fair play to this man. He's so busy. He walks down, takes a seat. As we say in Ireland, Kajem Martatsu, how are you doing? You good? <laughs> uh, my pleasure. I'm doing great. And uh, I'm so impressed that you guys came. <laughs> What's the... Ireland to Vegas flight. Hey, hey it was, no. we, we yeah. went three different ways via New York, via Dallas, Dallas and via San Fran. I think I so had to have the one. One stop, yeah. We, we, we San Francisco is tough because you're going 11 hours, it's too far. All yeah. the way over, yeah, yeah, only it, 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 it was a journey. It was a journey. I'm just telling the masses. Hey, but we're all happy to be here. here and this is a tough city to navigate. You can't walk. It's not, though, Jordan, because really? the, the Ubers are the best things in the world. That's true. If you get but not Uber, really, because there's like a drop-off zone in there. Yeah, there's always where drop-off zones at every hotel. Um, you can't really walk anywhere. Everything is like a bridge, sky bridge. Um, are you a Vegas kind of person? No. 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 So in college, I was. In college, I, I went to school in L.A., which is, you know, you fly 30 minutes or drive for four hours, three and a half hours. Very easy. We'd come, we'd come during March Madness, and we'd gamble and whatever. And as I got older... I got less and less uh, interested in it. I think, like, in college, post-college, come with your buddies. You know, you'd always always lose money. I think one year out of, like, eight, I made money. Um, but more importantly, just be with your buddies. And then I think as everybody gets married and has kids, it, it becomes less appetizing, you know? And I'm not, a, I'm not a huge, like, partier. I'd rather, like, have a Guinness, watch a game, low-key. So it's just not really my scene, but it is a really good sports city and has really good food. So you can, you can get around. You do drink Guinness? I love Guinness. In yeah. fact, there's a great place by our uh, a great place where we live that has a great Guinness tap. You gotta have it on a tap. What's yeah. the bar called? It's called Purdy's. It's actually in Connecticut. Purdy's, <laughs> Purdy's oh Farmer God. and the Fish. It's a it's like great local fish bar and, and, and clams and oysters, but they have great beer and I always have the Guinness. And I never realized it, but Guinness actually is lighter. Than the other beers. Yeah, for real. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah, less yeah, calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I say, you know, it's, it's good for you. It's good for me. Yeah. I don't know about less calories now. I feel like there's definitely the, the calorie count. Less the alcohol, maybe. Maybe the wow. less alcohol. Wow. Uh, first of all, one point, do they do the two pour, right? Uh, yeah, they do. They do it right. Yeah, yeah and how much right. are you looking at for a pint? Oh, no, it's uh, price. Six, seven bucks. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, you guys have like weird measurements, so I'm just gonna say, if you have any breaking news, don't worry. It's, it's all good. <laughs> no, I think we're okay. Your phone's going off. Uh, yeah. We've got like we've got like what six minutes. Yeah, yeah. Tell us this. You know, you have been in this, you know, sports world for quite a while now. Have you ever seen anything yeah, like this, Jordan? Have you ever seen anything like this? Is insane. I think last year was really similar in Phoenix. Were you guys here last year, right? We were here last year. First time with a table, but Jordan, it wasn't this busy. Much, no, it wasn't. I think last year was the first post-COVID like. Everyone felt good, yeah. And now you combine another year plus Vegas, and it's and it's a big marquee matchup with with two marquee franchises. I think it's that's why it's out of control. It's a circus. I I, I have sensory overload just being there, and it's <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a lot. But players want to be here. That was the thing with Phoenix last year. I mean, who's going in on a Wednesday? The names of <laughs> I, like, I like Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Phoenix. Phoenix is Phoenix is is a, is a good city. The, the, I would say that there's more players here. Than last year, and last year there were a fair amount. Mm -hmm. This year it's stacked. And today is today's the biggest day. Do you, you think the, the coaches of the Niners and Chiefs are they a bit worried? I know that the hotels are quite a bit the out there. The hotels are 30 minutes away. They have curfews. I, I asked a couple guys on each team, and they said everyone's been like super low key. So no, I think when you're um, 
there's a great story of, of uh, who, who told it. It was Jerry, I think Jerry Rice told the story, I want to say, when they were one of their Super Bowls and they were playing, uh, it might have been the Chargers, I can't remember, but he said that they, they, saw, they saw other guys going out from the other team and they knew as soon as they saw that that they had him. Because <laughs> the suit, if you're lucky enough to be in it, yeah. you've got to be totally in it. Because there's going to be plenty of years when you're not in it, you can do all the other, you know. It's funny because the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s, they won the first Super Bowl in L.A. They loved it. And then they said, oh, it kind of sucked to win when they went to Atlanta the next year. Yeah. But I suppose it's when you win the thing, it's going to be insane on What's it going to be like here on Sunday night? On Sunday night? Oh, I'm not going to be here. I'm no. Leaving. <laughs> I can't. It'll be mayhem. You guys going to the game? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't miss it. I wouldn't miss so, it. You got credentialed? Yeah, and we're staying beside this field. We're going to U2 Saturday night. Come on, we'll do it. They have a residency, I heard. Uh, right? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Never seen them, so it's good. Here, just on it, because let's touch on the game. For you, yeah, sure. what's your just thoughts generally on the game, and, and how do you see it going? Because yeah. all these different storylines, this and that. If you break it down, what do you have, Jordan? I, I think um, I would say the running game, Pacheco has become such an important factor for Kansas City. and. Seventh round pick and just everything about him, I love. He he, he runs like he's being chased. He he's, he's so physical. Like a cartoon character. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's awesome. And I, I would say that you know MBS the last two weeks has made a couple big plays, but they really they rely a ton on Rice and Kelsey. Who's the third guy? Pacheco can catch the football. I think he'll have 20 plus carries, and I think he'll have over 100 yards. And to me, that and then also I, I look at Brock Purdy so much more as than a game manager. I think he's really become a legit. Like top twelve, top ten guy. And, Thank you. Uh, Welcome back on Pro Football Ireland anytime with a comment like that because <laughs> I, I can't stand the other side of the narrative. Well, if he, I was saying this earlier, if he would have been a first, second round pick, people would say, Yeah, this is he's good. But because he was Mr. Irrelevant and you never see success, let alone from a quarterback from that position, that's why. And so as a result, he doesn't get the amount of it love. But he you talk to scouts like he rips the ball, he's athletic. I think his over-under is 12 and a half yards. I think he'll have 25, 30 yards in this game. And if San Francisco is going to win this game, it'll be him running around and making plays because because he's going to need to extend it. You know, Kansas City's gotten a lot from Chris Jones. Carl Loftus has come on. Mm-hmm. Chanel, uh, the corners, Steed and McDuffie. So this is Purdy's going to have to play really well. Uh, going back to the Pacheco thing, do you think they have to find success with him early to establish that run? And obviously we know that the 49ers defense has heard about it for the last two weeks, that they're uses, and they had no... Um, no commitment to tackling and everything. The last up, Pacheco, do we, he's going to have to get off to a hot start so that they can establish the run game. Otherwise, that could be the Super Bowl right there. I think absolutely. He he averaged like two and a half yards against the Ravens, and they were able to win that game because of their defense. Pacheco's going to – this needs to be a Pacheco game. I think he's like 23-1 to 1 to win the uh, MVP. Yeah. That's like a good flyer, I would yeah. say. Yeah, especially if it's a running game. You know? I know. Like that's I just win. feel like Kelsey – if you, think the, if you think the Chiefs are going to win, you should bet Kelsey to win MVP because of the Taylor Swift. And they get down you, have, you, obviously, yeah. you obviously don't have a vote. Do you, would you be affected, do you think, by everyone telling you that has to be the star of Kittle? If you're a voter, you're like, no, I'm not good. Already, that has to be Kelsey. I wouldn't have been affected by it, but I would be – it would still be in my mind, so maybe yeah. subconsciously. Mm-hmm. It could go the other way as well, I suppose. Yeah, he's been so good for them, though. I think his, his last um, – uh, six or eight, his last eight playoff games, I want to say he's averaged six, seven catches and then you know, 70, 80 yards. And touch. He has been, without him, that, you if, know. If they win the Super Bowl and he wins MVP, would he, would he, would he, would he uh, walk away? I don't, I don't, think, I don't think so. I, I think the UP, everyone also wonders would Andy Reid walk away. I I think think it, took, big, yeah. it took Andy Reid 20 years to win a Super Bowl, and the narrative was always, great coach, can't win the big one. If he wins now, he'll have three and five years, which really puts you in an echelon. That's like... 
that's like you know Bill Parcells. I mean, that's high, high-level stuff. I know you have to go, but yeah. just just finally, yeah. Sum up the season in one sentence for you. You've been a busy uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> for, like in two different perspectives. One is like the personal job stuff, and then yeah. it's like the football. For personal, I would say um, exhausting but exhilarating. And NFL-wise, I would say unscripted. <laughs> Everyone says there's a script. I th- this year has been all over the place, man. It's really it's been a great, really fun year. Minus. It's hard to believe only one. Well, I get a little depressed at Super Bowl. I yeah. feel like oh, they, they, they give now you we this wait. week. They give you this week, and it's it's bittersweet. I don't want to wish Sunday to be yeah. here, but I ha- can't wait for Sunday to be. here. And then it's over, and then it's really over. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Next like, week we're talking number one overall draft pick. You know, next week we're sleeping with. Next week, take your take your rest, and then you guys can get, get yeah, ready for, for real, for real. Just uh, just one quick fire question oh, oh, for you, Jordan, oh. before we get you out of here. Um, this pick a card there. Pull Mahomes, catch Brady. Yes. Oh wow! Ooh, wow! Yeah. Good one. Yes. Wow! You guys 27, That's 28. some breaking news there. Yeah, I say yes. Jordan, you're a good man. We we, we massively appreciate oh, you. Oh, my pleasure. If you're in Dublin in the off season, I, I know. And how good some fights. I yeah, I, I can real. go down. You'll not make it home. If you're yeah. in Dublin, my thing is forget about those lists that you see on Yelp. All oh, these are the top yeah, 10 the Guinness best things spots. to do. Yeah. The top, no Guinness spots only. Where do you go? We'll go to the uh, the brewery, right? Wool Chef. <laughs> Bose, Bose on Social Street is completely underrated. Don't ever put that on a list. Okay. Also, Jordan, there's better Guinness in the north that he doesn't know oh, about. Right. The best pint of Guinness ever no. was the little bar no, 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 called Frank right Owens in Limavati in the very right top. Uh, that, that's like uh, rural. Yeah, rural. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah Three yeah, pint, yeah. 90 a pint. Like four all right, well, listen, we'll get it. I'll change it yeah, to Mason, so if I do come. I'll, I'll be come on. Thanks to me, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Jordan, uh, Thank you so much. Chat to you soon and yeah. enjoy your time off and Sunday. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I presume now we roll on, boys. Right? We roll, we're roll on. We're, we're live, live and Jordan go back to his. He's getting mobbed everywhere he goes. <laughs> I, I have your number. I'll text you. Don't worry. I will. I will. Thank you very much, Jordan. Details. And there's, a, there's a free chip there. <laughs> Jordan Schultz. Thank you so much, man. First guy came on live. You can have that. Can I steal some? Oh, yeah, yeah. please go ahead. Yeah, uh, so obviously, welcome into Pro Football Ireland. We're live from from. From Radio Row, Mandalay Bay, day four, Take day five for us, you know, I guess, and that's it. All the best, Thanks. Jordan. Good luck. And um, just, just move over. Just move, yeah, move yeah. over. Apologies, <laughs> gents. I'm having the crack here. We're live. We might be joined by somebody else at some point. Maybe might be joined by somebody else at some point today. We'll see. Live. We'll see. <laughs> oh. um, hey, we're in the dark community um, as well. DM me, please. And it's, it's NFL Honours Day. We're not in NFL Honours this year, but you know what, lads? I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but right here, right now. I'm looking at Jeff Reinbold, smile on TalkSport over there, shaking the head. I'm giving some dogs, piece of arm, you know, I feel very far away if you know what I know, I know. I feel. Yeah. Uh, just, just first off, Mark, the week's going too fast, isn't it? Oh, way too fast. Disappointingly fast. You know, well, does that make sense? Like, we're having the time of our life. We just obviously said to Jordan there, like, there's so many players around. We have The Rock behind us all day long. Deion Sanders where was, where was is not. The rock I haven't seen him. You didn't. He was on Pat McAfee's show. The, I went to the bathroom earlier. And Hold on. The Rock was on McAfee. Ah, uh, you get away. McAfee, can yeah. we? Can we just first off? We just shout out McAfee for giving us like a, a massive shout out. Yeah, we started with us getting mentioned on the around the NFL, and now we were on Pat McAfee. We have Dion Sanders next to Stephen A. All the boys, anyone you'd want to see, has been in today. So as Jordan to kind of reflect on what he said, it's just uh, kicked up a gear, and it's been edge of your seat because we did not know we were going live with Jordan until 30 seconds before that phone was pressed. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So it's. One of those situations, lads, where we're sitting here, we're ready to go. It's NFL Honours tonight. 
Um, I honestly, like, I'm looking forward to see who MVP is. But yeah, it's, it's been a good week. Have you any highlights? Did you boys have a bit of crack last night? Well, the thing that stood out to me yesterday was paying $12 for a bag of Cheetos. I, I saw you talking about it on the Jeff Rainbow show, but we were going to talk $12 about $12. the most expensive thing we've seen so far this week in Vegas. $12? And I think that one takes the cake for me. I just sat, I was eating them, just pissed off on, on, the, on my bed. Did you enjoy them? I couldn't enjoy them. I was, That's all every, every time I ingested a Cheeto, it was a, a dollar gone. So it's all good. Mark, did you, did you do anything nice that we should talk about there? Sean Clifford walking past school on the bit. Here, that turtleneck is sensational. Oh, he's a really good guy. Yeah, he is that. a guy that would have, like, fans from calling for. We're going to have him later on in the show. I suppose, Michael, do you want to say he's coming up in the show? We have got the following people. Sam Monson. We all also got Sean Clifford and Rob Ryan comes on as well on and today's show. put it with show. Jordan Schultz as well. Jordan Schultz started us off and we might have a little surprise for everybody at the very, very end of the show. Can I get Mark a text, please? Know, <laughs> it's going to be really is. cool if it happens. Uh, just a big thanks to everyone watching this. I want to quickly mention Hope. I don't know, we haven't talked about this all day. You just snow and McMahon, I don't know. It wouldn't have helped my job. The one week. The boys that are filling me in doing the traffic. The one week. <laughs> Best of <laughs> <laughs> uh, Traffic and travel. Uh, Mark, you've been on a few radio stations this week. I'm going to Radio Ulster tonight. I'm, I'm nervous. Uh, all I want to talk about is traffic. It's a lot of fun. Hey, Michael, it's so much fun um, to be able to do the spots for Irish radio. And it's class that they're actually not just asking Taylor Swift uh, you'll you'll hear me on a few different stations some are pre-recorded some aren't but it's like it's exciting that it's grown beyond oh yeah how do you explain quarterback and I'm telling people um, like, like I'm shouting out on some of them the 49ers group that we have just because the 49ers are in it they're asking me who do I want to win it's like for you boys obviously I want to go in your favour or whatever but like it's class that's all I can say like, it's, it's, it's insane to be getting all these kind of stations tuning into it and it's growing the game as because of anyone that's listening now like they're they're making this radio for you boys because there's an audience there now you know yeah and a big shout out to everyone watching live and also a big shout out to everyone listening to the podcast right now we have a few comments people saying uh, we'll get some questions at the end keep them coming in you can comment on YouTube and you can also comment on X as well hello we're live hello how are we doing we're good big shout out to Richard Graves there he's live right now we are also looking at, I forgot what I was saying, lots live comments on X, live comments on YouTube as well. Uh, do get them in, folks. We really, really appreciate it. Before we get on to the first, the very, very first interview, we're going to do some NFL honor stock, yeah? Our old version of it, thanks to this man over here, came up with some uh, wacky and wild and quirky uh, titles that aren't officially given out by the NFL. I hope this one doesn't get us in any trouble, please. Uh, well, we got worse. So, what's the first one? Just we're going reverse awards here. So basically, the opposite of what you would see tonight. We're very negative people, aren't we? Hey, we're just, whoa. <laughs> we're just looking for a chance to talk about. We're the one of the positive the outlets, and so we're just seeing how the other side lives. The real <laughs> negative ones that don't give Brock Purdy a break. Uh, so we got worst coach of the year, and does it have to be head coach? Or could it be like, you know... Do what you want, Michael. Do, do what you want. I mean, look, I have to say that Arthur Smith, what he did in Atlanta this year was stunning. Like, <laughs> to have that level of talent, I don't know which camera I'm looking into, Michael, but to have that level of talent, Bijan, Carl Pitts, Drake London, to have the excitement, like everyone is saying on Fantasy, they're going to blow up. To under-deliver the way that he did, it's like... I have to think back and he obviously got that job after being with Tennessee 
And he obviously ran a run game there with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry never dropped off after Arthur Smith moved on. Now, I'm not trying to dunk on the guy or whatever, but like, I clearly am. <laughs> but like, I know, that, that was, it was just, it was too much. Like, for a team that we were so excited about to make them unwatchable, I'm like, man, that's probably his shot. He's going to be the next Spags. Well, that's it. It's like, I, I, go ahead, just go ahead. Yeah, it's just a, a team that's meant to be fun for a neutral in the league. You know, you want to tune into the Falcons and watch these guys who dominate in college. Weapons that you can do things other players in the league can't do, and yet they were just used so inefficiently all year. And he showed a lot of stubbornness as well, didn't he? Like, he refuses to kind of admit these flaws that are happening. He sticks to the same process through and through. Um, so, yeah, it's good, good shout there. I've, I've got a different direction. I've gone with Josh McDaniels. I mean, that, that's a home run there. Look, it was his second shot, and you think he might do things a bit differently this time, but. Um, still same issues players clearly don't like playing for him the fact that they were you know celebrating Antonio Pierce so much and um, vying for he t- him to, to keep on as coach I think that says a lot about the experience they had under Josh McDaniels and to see that the push that they gave Antonio Pierce oh yeah you know it goes to show they just wanted something that wasn't Josh McDaniels it's like they just they just broke free and you know they, they yeah it, it, it says a lot about what he was doing in the building team was definitely underperforming under him as well I mean as soon as they made that change it wasn't just the attitude that shifted with the, Michael, do you the have football they were playing improved as well Bill Ballage whoa his defence was grand on what how many games were but the defence was like the how defense, many games it doesn't, it doesn't matter it uh, doesn't matter if, 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 if Man United win 1-0 and they play crap uh, I know it is 38 games they go unbeaten and win the league back uh, I, think I think it's like at the end of the day with the offence like there were so many problems there like we were talking to James Gale every but week about as well. as if they I, know, I, I understand the draft then he's the worst GM of the year but then it's like the O-line like was not doing its job like it was so porous you have a quarterback that unless it's a five air yards he can't make it any further because he misses them it's like there was a lot wrong in New England that at the end of the day the thing that he's best at the defence like he's still able to look after well then if, if I go outside of the head coaching sphere I say the final hack I think the management is clear now from reading that article with the Atlantic and the team what was going on with that team that it was a complete nutter show you can't say the word I know you boys in the South can say it on radio for something but we can't alright shite is apparently allowed on the radio in the South it's not frowned upon but if you say I, shite I think at certain times I think at certain times We've, we've, we've been through so many topics this week. Yeah. So many topics. And in a bit, Sam Monson well, is going to come in with his Manhattan popcorn opinion as well, which is uh, which But is awesome. uh, I suppose to tie in, we'll go into the next topic, The what I term the come-down player of the year, the one that we thought was going to be massive. I put Garrett Wilson in there because I thought I was expecting him to have an all-pro year. And I guess for what was outside of his control, obviously Aaron Rodgers and what you're talking about there, Nathaniel Hackett and the culture... I thought he was going to become a superstar. I really thought he was. So I think for him, it was like pure disappointment. Yeah, it's a shame. That's another name. You know, kind of like those Falcons lads you're on about. That's another name everyone was excited to see, and it just didn't didn't come through. He still did okay with what he had, but yeah, that whole season with the, with the Jets was just a disappointment. I um, for, for this one, I went with Geno Smith. Um, I, he wasn't awful by any means, but he set a standard last season that the Seahawks needed him to match to get into the playoffs this year. He did fall just short of that um, that standard. He was a bit shaky. It took him a while to get into things. Stronger at the back end of the season, but it just wasn't enough. And look, by no means am I saying he was a terrible player and it was still his second best season of all time in the league. But you were really hoping he might push on 
um, and, and be a long-term solution for Seattle. But after his play this last year, I, I think they, you know, we could see him go in a different direction, particularly because Pete Carroll's gone, and that was his biggest advocate within the organization. Sky Moore for me. Sky Moore promised so much last season for Kansas City. He had done really, really well towards the end of the season, and this season, he's only got. He said, literally, 200 yards as he's. That's, I mean, he was injured for two or three weeks, but that's, you expect that Kansas City offense, which was getting a lot of flack in the offseason and the way that they managed with Patrick Mahomes, you would expect them to have took, a, took that next step with Sky Moore going up with MVS and with Travis Kelsey. And we've seen, obviously, we've, it's like a drinking game now. Machine Rice is being talked about in this podcast every week. But the reality is, he's done. He done. I was Wait, expecting a lot. I was expecting to break out. Like, Forget about the play on the field. This is going to be terrible analysis right now. But the thing that annoys me most about Sky Moore is his number. What a ridiculous number oh my God. for a wide receiver. It's what, a sa- he's a safety out yeah. there. He's 24. 24. Yeah. I think that's his problem. Change his number and he'll be back playing. Change his number by... Are we, are we going to... Uh, here. Who, who, who do we have up as an interview? We have loads of interviews today. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get the word out to the masses. If you can, folks, like, share, subscribe. If you're on the aisle of YouTube, I know a lot of people are watching the next. If you put a comment on the next now, you're allowed to have it on screen I'm trying to get this out it's not going to work let's put the interview up We're let, who will we go with first let's go Rob Ryan because he's Rob Ryan he was a fun one but keep Sam for later ok we're going to be joined by Rob Ryan the file is actually called fa.mp4 because we were expecting FA about it want to give a shout out to FA Jason and OC <laughs> Because their podcast that they were recording for the NFL went over time and they couldn't come on. I think FA's going to come on tomorrow. Jay Bell's coming on tomorrow. Uh, Cynthia Freedom's coming on tomorrow. At some point, I guess we're going to have to put out a Saturday podcast. Yeah, well, because we're going to have so much of these to I'll get the through. Yeah, Saturday. yeah we know we will. At the very, very least, people, there's going to be overspilled. There'll be audio podcasts, mm-hmm. which you can listen to on your podcast provider. Anyway, here is Rob Ryan. The Super Bowl is on Sunday. Radio Row is as busy as we've ever seen it. Michael O'Brien, Mark O'Brien, Jason Hiss. Rob Ryan, my God, man. First off, Falsha, as we say in Ireland, welcome. Oh, How thank are you, you doing? It's great to be here. And, and uh, you, know, all, you know, I just absolutely love Ireland. I got to go down and visit it one time uh, when I was with Sky Sports. Yeah. And absolutely fell in love with the place. Uh, you know, so, and, and it's so green and beautiful. Man, it bring a tear to your eye, and you know uh, the beer was outstanding. So uh, the people were even better. But uh, I did get a little scared in Belfast. I'm like, man, oh, wow. <laughs> well, I live about half an hour from there, so we'll definitely have a reach out after. Where did you go? Like, so with Belfast, with Dublin, obviously as well. Yeah, we were in Dublin. We uh, uh, went Dublin and then Belfast, but then I went to the Cliffs of Moher, and it was it was so cool and. Uh, you know, walked into a, a you know one of the pubs, and it was like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> then I met some dude that uh, ran eBay and got my my son a uh, uh, intern job, and he's making like forty bucks an hour. Like, God, this is the greatest <laughs> weekend of my life. But absolutely love the fans there. Absolutely love uh, just just Ireland. It was, it was so cool. I went to Van Morrison's place. Oh, you know, saw his little plaque there, and. Uh, You've yeah, seen more of cool. Ireland than us. Yeah, you, you've been to more of Ireland than us. Well, you know, it's kind of cool you're place. There, you're there for the week, right? That was what, it. You were that? there for the week, wasn't it? You were there for the week doing the tour. No, I was only, I was only there for like three days. Three days, and you got all yeah. that done. But it was it was super cool. Are you a I, golfer? I 
Yeah. Are you a golfer? Uh, no, but uh, yeah, and if I had ever played there, I'd still be out there hitting them into the weeds because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. my God, those courses are fantastic out there. But uh, yeah, I stayed away from that. It's wild because that tour that you came on, we were actually in the crowd, weren't we? 100% we were in the crowd. And it was, the, the growth has been phenomenal since then, but it's the likes of yourselves on Sky or doing the tour is what got us at the media road today, you could mm. say, you know? It's yeah, oh, that's great. I, you know, the fans really are unbelievable over there. And, and it's and it's super to see how the sport is growing. And even some players are now coming in the league, you know, uh, uh, you know, to, you know, to play football. So it, it's, it's really cool. And, and uh, you can just see the growth, you know, all the games are sold out in two seconds out there, so it's, it's, it's amazing. And do you, do you find the fans just as knowledgeable as I'll tell you what, the they are. They, I mean, it, it's great. And, and uh, uh, I think, you know, pioneers, uh, you know, on, on Neil Reynolds and, and uh, Jeff Reinbold, I mean, uh, they've done a great job of, of educating everybody. And then, you know, so the fans watch it and they know it now. And, and uh, I know they got their own football leagues over there. And, and it, it's really cool to see how it's grown. Did you enjoy your time on TV, like with Sky Sports? I, oh, I yeah, I loved it. I remember you were on Thanksgiving one year, I'm very certain. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember watching the Cowboys game, freezing in the house, fire was on. Rob Ryan on the TV, you had to get a suit on, the hair was shining. <laughs> oh, yeah, Good man. crack. I, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was so much fun. Every, every time I'm not coaching, you know, if I get fired, which, hey, I've been on 10 teams, you know, it happens. You know, so, uh, you know, they got to know who to blame. So, but anyway, every once in a while you're out of, bi- out of the business, so. I love to be around the game. So going over there to Sky, I've done it three times. Actually uh, covered two Super Bowls. You know, lost my hearing, my right ear at one of the games. Never got that back. Oh it's God. unfortunate. But uh, other than that, man, I love Sky Sport. It was fun. And then, uh, but I just love the vibe over there. Mm. You know, I just hang out in some one-bedroom place in Brentford. I knew the bees would be good. See, people they used to laugh about Brentford, <laughs> but no, they're a pretty good soccer club. That's mad. And like, they, they always go for one of that. Just because you mentioned there the getting forward, we're going to speak probably a bit about Antonio Pierce and the opposite of getting promoted. Uh, you kind of you laugh it off or you shrug it off there. But like in that moment, how difficult is that? Or can you come to you know understand that it's part of the game and the career that you're in? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was coaching there with the Raiders. Josh McDaniels hired me. He's a great guy. But it just wasn't clicking. It wasn't going. And then AP stepped up in front, and, and uh, we coached together on defense. And I knew he was going to be something special. But but you talk about changing the culture. From day one, he walked in front. Man, you could feel the energy. And then we just got better and better. And he galvanized that team. So uh, Mark Davis did a great thing. He hired he hired uh, AP, and AP's going to be himself. That's what everybody, you guys yeah. would love it. Uh, you know, hey, you got to be yourself in this business. Is, is he... Uh, is he touched? Yeah, he's perfect. Believe me, he's a Raider coach, and, and he loves the tradition of the Raiders. He loves the style of play, and uh, we're just going to get better and better. And, and shoot, I mean, you know, we're the last team to beat Kansas City, beat him in their place on Christmas, so uh, uh, we're getting better and, and better. They credited that at the media night. They were like, that was the game that we were like, we need to get this together. And it was like they said, it was the best thing that could have happened to us was the Raiders beating us because it, 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 you know, drove us on to get better. They oh, said yeah. that the other and, day. and you know, it showed you that that a team with passion, not necessarily all the talent that they have and all that, but a team that's focused, that has passion, and still wants to win and plays to win only, uh, can still do it. And and we did it. And you know, the best two players in football were playing that game. 
Max Crosby and, and Patrick Mahomes. They're the best two guys in this league, and uh, and it was it was it was a great game, and it was uh, it was fun. When you talk about Antonio Pierce, you've obviously been around plenty of coaches. What is, as you say, what makes him a Raiders coach? What, why is he the perfect guy? Like everyone raves about him, the alumni, everyone really pulls for this guy. What is so special for that from him particularly that you maybe you haven't seen from other coaches over years? Well, I mean, you know, the only way you're going to be successful as a coach is, and probably the same thing in radio, you got to be yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're somebody else, it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, but he's been himself his whole life. Uh, he's an undersized guy, not a great athlete, was still captain of the Giants defense, and they had all those Hall of Famers playing for him. But he was the one that was the captain. Like, he can't help it. Leadership just oozes out of this guy. And uh, and genuineness. Like, he's he is so genuine, when, you know. And when he speaks, hey, maybe he's not an English major, I don't know, but I know one thing. He's straight out of Compton, and he's legit. And everybody... We don't want to run through a brick wall for him, you know, and uh, thank God we don't have to because these guys are big. But uh, I'm just saying he's, he just has that confidence and, uh, and genuine toughness that it takes to, uh, to get the job you, done. You mentioned Max Crosby there as well. You know, that's a player that's getting the recognition he deserves this year, it feels like. What, what's he like to work with? Uh, he's the best. He's the best player I've ever coached. And I know I've coached several Hall of Famers and Pro Bowlers, but he's the best player I've ever coached, and and he's and he's an even better person. Like he is, like he was up for NFL Man of the Year. There's no way he shouldn't have won that. I have no idea. Maybe it was the tats that they didn't like. He should have won. I mean, he is a tremendous uh, people. You know, off the field, he does everything. He's got a heart of gold, and uh, but he but the way he plays football is just reckless abandoned i mean every good irishman would love him because he's just going <laughs> to be himself and ruin everything people oh my god he may not be the best looking kid in the world but he absolutely will rip your face off and we absolutely love him we had coach mike smith on uh, on monday not monday it feels like a lifetime ago and we were showing him hurling have you seen the irish football oh hurling? yeah no i did it for a hot second and uh, you did and you yeah were with, I, I wasn't great at God it rest but him, alex collins i was up that night when yeah. jay came out and and that was that was a great night and that hasn't happened since yeah. oh out. that was fun like that was a fun night uh we had earl thomas there and and alex uh, as well. uh the running back with the long alex hair Condi, jay ajayi was yeah, there yeah jay ajayi man he's a pain to, to tackle but uh <laughs> but those guys were great and and but we tried it but we also saw some highlights of the game. I'm like, oh, my God. Talk about collisions. I mean, guys just getting their face smashed in. He's I mean, it's just beautiful. One hurling or the Gaelic football. Let's go for the hurling one as it loads here. I think it was, ja- I think it was Jackie Terrell that shows you on the day. Jackie Terrell alleged himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you get into it? Especially with oh, this is great because they give you a stick to smash somebody with, too. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you have very little. You have a helmet on, but. But with the with the stick and everything, like you can absolutely crucify somebody. Did you? Were you able to hit the ball? <laughs> were you able to hit the ball? Oh, he did. Oh, yeah, yeah natural. Yeah. Come on, man. I, I can a... hit it. I, I had better. I was better than the other guys, the players. But uh, like the aggressiveness is is absolute sick with these guys too. There was an NFL UK video of you hitting this, so I can testify for that. Alex is no longer with us. Also, he passed away uh, last year. Which oh no. We, yeah, we we haven't had him at that since, and hopefully the NFL come back to Dublin. It's great crack having you there, and it was packed. That convention center was queued up for three hours before. Neil Reynolds had a live show of ours in November, and the first thing he said was, 
he couldn't get over the amount of people that were there, which was just incredible. And long may I continue, just on the game this Sunday, which of these two offences, Niners Chiefs, would you least like to prepare for a coach? Ooh, they're tough. I, I tell you, you know, San Francisco with, with Shanahan is cutting edge and all that. He's, he's, he's remarkable. But uh, Kansas City's, you got Andy Reid. So you got the two best offensive minds in football coaching on each sideline. But Andy's got Mahomes. So it's that's the that's the thing you just can't, you know, Purdy's a good quarterback, but mm. but there's only one Mahomes. So I think it'd be it's it's tougher to go against uh, in my opinion, Mahomes. Now he doesn't have all the weapons that Purdy does, but sometimes he just doesn't need them because he just makes things happen. And uh, so both of them are headaches for everybody for sure. But uh, I think Kansas City, they're, they're harder to beat with just Andy Reid and Mahomes. And especially with Rashi Rice. Rashi Rice, the play, way he's playing, he can play anywhere on the field. Yeah. So it's like you don't know the elements that he's going to come <laughs> Is in that with. Is that what it's right? Yeah. That's Warren Sapp. Oh. Yeah. Warren Sapp? Yeah. Wow. Ryan Babel is at the Talksport team. Ryan Babel. <laughs> Do you know who Ryan Babel is? That's a name I didn't expect to hear this week. Rob, if you haven't, I'm going to guess he's a footballer. Yes. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but it's a wrong I'm, I'm happy he's here. Sorry, Mark. I forgot your question. No, no. It's, it's just about the game. I suppose it's that Andy Reid can dictate what Kyle Shannon can adjust. So it's like who gets off to the hotter start. Would... Well, see, the, the tougher thing, like Andy, is this. He's got his game plan. He's going to start the game. He usually starts real fast. He gets, he spreads it out, gets the ball to everybody. Uh, and he gets it gets the offense flowing, but it's the it's what he does after the second and third possession that make him better than anybody else. He kind of gets a feel for what you're doing, and then that di- big Denny's menu, that huge menu he's got, he knows exactly what you're in. Then he flips it over, and now you're in trouble. <laughs> so he's real hard that you can never take a breath with him. You can't ever let him know what you're doing. Because once you do, you just can't stop it. And, and you see it time and time again. And um, Kyle Shanahan is 0-3 against Andy Reid. Is that demoralizing as a coach going into the game? Do you think, like, I just can't beat this guy? Or, or what's the kind of mentality there? No, Shanahan's a cocky dude now. So uh, he's going to think he's better. Like, he's, he's a great coach. Uh, but, I, you know, the, the whole thing is with Andy is, you know, some games, oh, they won 21-3. Some games he won 43 to 38 because he's he's a great coach. He knows how to adapt during the game to get the win. And you know sometimes you know Shanahan had big leads in a couple Super Bowls that he that he lost, and I know he regrets it. Uh, if it happens this time, he's got to run the football. Do you know what? Um, it's funny because obviously. Kyle Shanahan loses to the Ravens and then Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator, goes off and gets the job and you kind of think within the division, the Seattle Seahawks pick him up. It's kind of beating these offensive minds is now meaning that the defensive coordinators are getting the head coaching jobs again. You must be happy from your standpoint to see that, but you also think that maybe football is, you know, it's so cyclical, it always keeps coming back around that we're seeing the rise of defenses again as these uh, offenses get figured out. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, the biggest thing is, uh, you know, I know there's trends and everything, uh, but you do see it coming around. But I think the one thing that's in vogue is is really good, young, smart coaches, whether, whether they're on offense or defense. You know, that's who, that's who people are wanting to get. You know, the, the veteran coach, the older guys aren't really hitting the new jobs now. I mean, you see Bill Belichick not, not getting back in the league. 
this year. Uh, you know, so, but hey, it is, you know, as long as they got the best coaches out there, you know, competing every Sunday, I mean, you know, it's, it's wherever you can get them. It doesn't matter what the guy looks like. If he's bald head, got a lot of hair, if he's fat, short, I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really matter as long as he can control the room and, and get his team to play better. Just Rob, a very quick one before Jason does a little thing at the end. Uh, two ball question. If Andy Reid wins on Sunday, do you think you, genuinely, if you were in his position, would you consider going, I'm going to go out on top here? Or do you think you would ply on? And secondly, as a man that spoke very proudly of Ireland, how proud would you be to see a game in Dublin at some point in the future? Oh, I tell you what, it'd be great. Um, uh, the first one, I think Andy Reid's going to keep coaching. I mean, look, as soon as we're off after that long season, 17-week season, seven months straight, you know, from, from 6 in the morning till midnight at night, seven days a week for seven months, then you take a break and you're off for like 10 days. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Let's go back. Like, you want to go back. I mean, you know, it's just that easy. So I don't think so. He's, you know, especially if your team just won the Super Bowl, you have the best team in football. Then hey, forget that. I'm, I'm going to go out of my sword. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. <laughs> uh, but oh, absolutely, they ought to play there. They ought to definitely play there. No question the, about it. You could do the coin toss. Hey, I'd, I'd do great, man. I, I would. I could flip that thing. What instead of say, a kid? instead of a ceremonial hmm. pitch, you could get a swing of a hurl from oh, a coin to like a card. That. From a coin to a card. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Rob, quick fire question to finish up. If you wouldn't mind picking a card there. All right. There'll be a question on it now. Can I you hope you can that? read it, by can, the way. Can you read it? I right? can read it if you can't either. Pacheco or McCaffrey? More total yards. Ooh, I think this one's... I love Pacheco running the ball. You know, he's about 50-50 catching that thing, so I'm going to go with McCaffrey on this one. Awesome. Yeah, on McCaffrey total yards. yards. Most total yards. Pacheco will yep. be the winning of the game, you could almost say, because if they get him going... Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's see, great, you know? but I, I got it, but... I think McCaffrey's a pretty good all-purpose guy. He's going to have more receiving yards than yeah. he does rushing yards. Yeah, there we go. Rob, I have a feeling we're going to do this again. I have a feeling we're going to get you to Ireland for a tour, a few pubs, a few libraries. Oh, I'd do it for sure. <laughs> you know that. Next Jeff will make it happen. But for now, go me a Thank you very much, Mr. Rob, Mr. Ryan. All right, guys. Take them. All right, we're live. We're live with Paul Pops. Paul, this is, like, so well organized. Like, you come in. We're fine. You've got the lovely bottle of water there. Well, no, no. no sponsor reads yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you and I have known each other a while, so this is that natural living. I'm, I'm buzzing to have you on because I know you're a busy man. Like you're, You've got lots of stuff to do. We've got four or five minutes to have some fun here. For people wondering, Dan Patrick, the setup's amazing. But let's go back a few months. You were in Dublin for the college game. Thank you for taking the time out to chat to sure. us. Good week. Good time. I mean... I mean, come on. Uh, a, paid week, a paid week in Dublin. We did the show at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We're used to doing it at 9 in the morning. That means I get to go to the pubs, I get to sleep in, and then go do sports radio. And a long story short, years ago, we discussed doing the show in Dublin and maybe going to Guinness and doing the show there. And this is years ago. We were on the air on the Dan Patrick Show, and the great actor Will Ferrell, comedian Will Ferrell, called in to our hotline without being asked and interrupted an interview with uh, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso. And goes, hey, uh, Dan, it's uh, Will Ferrell. Sorry to interrupt, but like the Dublin thing, I'm in. I'm in. Whenever, wherever, I'm in. This was six years ago, mind you. COVID happens. Everything gets pushed back. Then we decide we're going to Dublin. We're going with the the, the college football yeah. tour over there. I think they have Georgia Tech, Florida State this year. Yes. Notre Dame Navy. We get the green light from our management. We're going to do this. And we, we as soon as we knew we were going to do it, 
Dan Patrick texts Will Farrell and says, we're going to Ireland five days, end of August. And Will goes, this is beautiful timing. There's a writer's strike in Hollywood. I can't work. I'm not allowed to even have meetings. I got nothing to do, man. I'm in. Like, it was like a three-minute conversation to get Will Farrell to Ireland. He flies in. <laughs> I'm telling you, until the moment he got off the plane and he came to the restaurant we're at, I was like, he walks up. He's wearing, like, a Swedish yellow tracksuit to really go incognito. I remember sitting there. I'm in Temple Bar at the, the parlor, you know, the, at the end. I think it's Parlor Bar. Uh, and here comes Will Farrell walking down the street. I'm like, Ma, we made it. We're in Bella Will Ferrell doing the show live. So cool. Do you know you actually say he was in Temple Bar? Look, we are thrilled and privileged to be on Radio Row. There's certain places in your career that you're like, wow. Yeah. It's like saying I did the show in Temple Bar, a famous place, or at least we believe so, across the world that you have to go and have a point. To do the show in Temple Bar must it, have been like something that you think, wow. I, I would say just in Ireland in general. Because um, American radio shows, and we're on TV as well, but American radio shows rarely go overseas. There's a lot of costs. There's a lot of technical issues. And those are people that were smarter than me had to deal with those. But once we decide to do it and we get there and we go on air, you're looking around and you see the people walking by. And they don't know who the hell we are. They just see a bunch of Americans. And then there's Will Farrell sitting next to me. He was in the seat next to me. And I'm Irish. I'm half Irish. So... Uh, I, I still, I still can't, can't believe we did it. We flew back. I was like, kind of buzzing in my head because we pulled it off. Until we got on the plane, I like, I don't know how we're gonna pull this off. And and was that your first time in Ireland? Oh no, that was I think my, loves my fourth. Wow. Um, what part is your family from originally? Uh, Kerry. I, I don't know the yeah, exact so. town, but um, my my mom's maiden name is O'Carey. O C A R E Y, and. Um, but we got to go in 2010. I used to do a little bit of work for Guinness. This is even better. A guy I knew who worked for Guinness loved the Dan Patrick show. We started talking. He goes, would you like to be a Guinness ambassador? I'm like, all right, we'll. This is someone <laughs> you played a trick on me. I go, you're not saying you're going to pay me to drink Guinness and take pictures and post them because uh, is this heaven? I, I, I really, and so for a couple of years, I did some stuff for Guinness. And we went over once in 2011. And then we went back twice, uh, I think 17 and 19 for Metopia at Guinness at the Open Gate Brewery in the backside of Guinness, which is like meats on the fire. And, uh, so yeah, that was my fourth trip to uh, Ireland altogether. It's so funny that we always end up talking about Guinness, but they did the same thing to Montana, right? They right. made him a Guinness ambassador and all. He ended up in the show. Well, we, we were at the game, Notre Dame maybe, and there's a Guinness suite, and there's hundreds of people, pints in their hands. And right in the middle is Joe Montana watching Notre Dame. like. Is there anything more Irish, Irish Notre Dameish than, than having a pint with Joe Montana? I mean, he's a true American sports legend. When he came on our show today, he was Joe Montana was on our set. Was today. he? Yeah. Awesome. It was great. And Deion Sanders was there. You see them talking, but you know, some people came to see Joe Montana, and you know, there's people in Ireland who are, you know, Roy Keane or whatever you want to say, uh, who are legends. Where people go, whoa, 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 when they yeah. they see him watch. There's a lot of famous people in Las Vegas. Not too many people, many people stop. Yeah, Montana came on the show that I'm a part of, and he's one of the few, you know, American sports heroes that would make the cut that you can just put on, no explanation needed, sure. and you're ready to roll. Everyone knows exactly who the man is. Yeah, and I think Notre Dame football is the one college football team that translates to the, your country, where people are aware of it. They may not know the players or the coaches year to year, but I think you're aware that's that's kind of our team in America. I know you have to go, but just... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's your thoughts on the game? Thunder. Uh, I don't really have any yet because it's to me it's a very tough game to pick. You could I could picture both teams winning, which is kind of a cop out answer.
But I think that's a good thing. I don't want a Super Bowl where I think one team is going to blow out the other. It's very weird, though. Like, the San Francisco feels like they could have lost either of the past two playoff games. Felt like they are very close to losing, which means you're probably going to pick against them. But then, you know, as much as everyone glows about Patrick Mahomes, they didn't score a point in the second half of the AFC title game. If, if the Baltimore Ravens get a couple more completions or a call or two the right way, that game could have been much more interesting. They're living off their defense right now. And I don't know. Someone's going to get – They're going. it's going to catch up with something. And it's hard to bet money against Patrick Mahomes. I was betting I would bet on the Chiefs because I'd be, it's like when Brady was at his peak. I just wouldn't park money against him. But that's the thing with the Chiefs, though, as well. I think they do get off to the hot starts, but they had a three-week spell during the season that they didn't score in the second half either. Yeah. So it's like when you're relying on your defense like that, it's like you can't be... But both the teams, you could say, through the playoffs were on the most edge of the teams, seat. Yeah, most teams that make the Super Bowl have a lull at some point in the season. Yeah. The, the team that everyone expected to be here was the Philadelphia Eagles, and their lull was the entire last third of the season. I mean, they just went off the cliff, and I don't know what happened there. Isn't so it incredible that, like, two years in a row, last year it matched up perfectly, the Eagles versus the Chiefs, and we got the third-highest game in the Super Bowl of all time. Yeah. And let, look at us now here again, the same situation. Here all week, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're here till Saturday. So what What do you guys got? You're rolling in sponsors now? Berries, tea? We have it. We're just, it's just there for the crack. Potatoes, Paul, chips. Paul, if you want some tea, you can have it. If you, do, if you would here. like to test it's which one's feed. better, you're more than welcome. These are two different products? That's the North, that's the South. These are two. There is. These are Which from, are North? These are the North. These okay, are the, a, a perfect explanation. Right. <laughs> so they are completely different brands. They both go by Tato. If you would love to try one. Well, I, I, I see there's different packages. Uh, you know, this guy looks like more like a good time. This guy, this guy looks kind of like a stiff. I think he looks chill, man. More chill. How, how are you? He's, he's more welcoming. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's manic, this guy. Are you going to try one or no? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him around. I don't want to make my decision. I don't want to really go north do, or do, south. Do you know what you do? Do you know what you do? Take them with you, get a pint of Guinness, and re robs theirs. And tax, I, tax is the answer. I'll dip them in the Guinness. So I want to get one plug in. <laughs> I do it, I do it. Before we get comments, we're going to get them. I do it sometimes in Manhattan. It is something that you it, can it's do. It's not bad. It's like cookies yeah, and milk, yeah, but for adults. Yeah, it's gonna, you're going to have a chip and drink anyway. So, so I do want to right. talk about one thing. I'm not going to plug the Dan Patrick show. I want to Go plug the, the six days we were in Ireland, I had breakfast four days in a row at the same place. Um, our hotel was at a, a little, little. I wouldn't even call it a street, but more like an alley called Fumbali Lane. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Who knows? If you know the area. Um, and I went around the corner, and I see this place, and it looked like a breakfast place, but I'm like, is this even open? And it was called the Cheeky Piglet. And I went in the Cheeky Piglet, and I had this monster breakfast sandwich or sausage or bacon. There was a hash brown on top. It would, I, could, I needed a back brace when I was done with it. I, I was so, so heavy. <laughs> I went to the Cheeky Piglet four days in a row. I'm Mr. I'm Cheeky Piglet's ambassador in America, Paul Patch. That's the I was listening to the show. I've gone and had the sandwich because of you. I've I, had it. It's insane. <laughs> it's such good value. Best breakfast in Dublin. It's in an alley, and then it's in a little food, little yeah. parking lot of looks like a small school. I'd have never, I'd have never gotten it except for you. You couldn't walk by yeah. this place if you lived in Dublin a hundred years. And there's a place around the corner that was selling like this nice place. It was like a, you know, yuppie type place. Uh, I don't know what you said. Well, the word is for yuppie in Ireland. But this place had a line around the corner, and everyone had their Lululemon pants on. And I'm at the, I'm with the big guys at uh, Cheeky Piglet, just knocking down sandwiches. It was great. And I'm conscious you haven't asked Paul a question. If you, if you want final one before he goes, if you haven't asked. Well, we might do the. Uh, oh yes, that's the big. We have a quick fire question here, Paul. If you want to pick. Thank you very much for your time as well. Paul. Oh, of course, most appreciate. Every year we see. You. I hope you can Let's read my writing. See. Some people have had struggle. More sex, Jones or Bosa? Uh, I would say Bosa would have more sex. 
Chris Jones of the Chiefs, to me, will have more of an impact. I think he's the most underrated player in the entire NFL. I think he won the 49ers Super Bowl game for them last time. If you remember, third down, they, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had an open receiver on a little slam pattern, and Chris Jones knocked it down. That's complete. The game is over, period. Uh, when Josh Allen was stepping up at the pocket to throw the touchdown in the playoff game a couple weeks ago, an offensive lineman got pushed to the backfield by Chris Jones, and he short-armed the throw. To me, Chris Jones could have won Super Bowl MVP and could have won the MVP of the game against the best. Paul, Garmia Morgan, thank you so much. Dan Patrick's show is on Peacock <laughs> Monday to Friday. Uh, we can't listen to that at home. We're watching legally at home. <laughs> but you can watch it on YouTube and watch, uh, watch clips on social media uh, on the Dan Patrick show as well. Paul, Garmia Morgan, as I said, thank you so much. You're welcome over anytime. Oh, it's great. Love what you guys are doing with growing football in, in Ireland. You've been doing it. You guys have been doing it. And it's very cool. Uh, we'll get it. We'll get a game over there pretty soon. I think. I think it's real close. And uh, hopefully, I get back to Ireland soon because, you know, unless you need a, a, another fourth guy. <laughs> I mean, say that scene as we go through our. Uh, <laughs> I'll work on the accent. We'll put it in the commercial deck for the off season. Now, and I'll get back. To Paul Pops, ladies and gentlemen, we're live right now, so you can bounce out. Thank take you care. so much. Appreciate it, man. Guys, take care. Yeah, all the best to you. And thank, thank you for you your continued support, Paul. Enjoy Radio Row. <laughs> take the crisps. Good man, all the best, God bless. Uh, unreal to hear from Paul Babs. Guy's a massively uh, you know, big supporter of what we do, and we really, really appreciate it. Uh, but more, more importantly than that there, just a really, really nice guy, Mark, and a guy that really does care about the group of football here. So um, here we're in Vegas, you know, in that sense. Um, Simon Kennedy actually said, Jesus wept. Hey, Jeff, you're all good. You're all good. Thanks in a bit, and we'll just for people wondering what that noise was, we're going to high-five Jeff yeah. live. Take See you tomorrow, yeah? Good luck. Um, Simon Kennedy, this is incredible. Jesus wept, Tito dipped Guinness, sounds nasty, and that's coming from someone that used to eat salad, give you a break. <laughs> um, right, that was crack. We have two more interviews to put on. Do, yeah. do we do that, or do you want to go honours first? Who wants to I feel like, look, we can rush through the honours. Uh, we all don't have to give one, but I suppose if we want to give, um, if we want to name ones that we have to get, I have to say that my wackiest moment of the year was that Saints play uh, against the Falcons that ended up being not called by Dennis Allen, the head coach, who was able to keep his job somehow. Like, I mean, that's actually crazy. He's clearly lost the locker room if that happens. But Jameis Winston's reaction to it absolutely throws him under the bus and thinks it's a fantastic answer to say that uh, what he said. Yeah, I thought that was the craziest thing. It was Jameis Winston being Jameis Winston. If you haven't seen it, look out for this for the clip. It's as good as the in the W. Is it good? Is it as good? Yeah, oh, it could be. It could be as good. He I says it with such like, confidence and conviction. I was like, oh, you are absolutely <laughs> nailing your hard coach. That's, that's just weird. Like, wack, wackiest moments is hard because every week there's always something. There's always something stupid happens. There's always something funny happens. I mean, like, we, we had a wacky moment yesterday with the, with the people from Bounty and the she gets to like, the, the thing that went viral. Oh. Like, the awkward side. Well, whatever. We're getting awkward. Sorry, <laughs> seriously. Well, uh, the, get funniest, the funniest moment that I would have is Jair Alexander going up for that coin toss. He had no understand. Like he did not understand that he could have lost him plenty of the game because he was after you give, they won the coin toss and he was giving him away the option. And it's like they had to correct them. And to have, again, no understanding afterwards when B riders go up to him. It's like I got such a thrill out of that. As I said, my decaf coffee. Shout out to the Las Vegas Super Bowl. Well, you can I know Mark's not happy because he's not getting LMs. One of the best I found some. I found some. They're in the trail mix. There's a certain one of those trail mixes that oh, has M&M's in it. When the referee 
or when the officials spoke German in Frankfurt, it was pretty cool. That was cool. Uh, and was you're cool. talking about Jair Alexander when he went up as like a fan to like the reporter. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. ten out of ten. There were so many good moments this season. I feel like for me, it's not about wacky or funny moments. There were so many like WTF moments. Like every R and Rogers press conference, or frankly, every R and Rogers Tuesday with these boys down here was ridiculous. Or a certain quarterback who had an agent. Or Russell? No. Tommy DeVito. Tommy, Tommy DeVito probably, was probably... I, so met him yesterday. I, met, I met the user yesterday. Lovely, lovely man. That, that's a switch yourself grand back to shake on. his hand, but sure, look, it was grand. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and, and it was good fun. Favourite game will be one for me. We'll, we'll come back to that after we get an interview. Jason, if you you want to add to that first? Well, I was just going to say, I, I think a cool award they could add is personality of the year. And I was going to say Tommy DeVito for that. Um, you know, it's, it's something you see done in the, in the UK... Uh, we talked about these guys all season. He was kind of on the pedestal of, you know, Tim Tebow storylines, <laughs> Lynn Sanity type of stuff. Tommy DeVito was just a character. Whether he could play football effectively or not was besides the point. But I'd like to see guys like that get recognised in Honours Night. I met Rick Harrison today. I got a uh, selfie with him. My, no dad, my dad is he delighted. Wouldn't <laughs> he wouldn't give me one. He's too busy. Really? Well, I got go. I got Jason Kelsey and it's up on my What's Instagram and I cannot keep my phone is going off the people that I've not heard from in years are uh, let me know their questions to ask Jason Kelsey maybe uh, Taylor Swift yeah it was it was funny because yeah like Mangan's just running the show right and here do you know what? it's funny when you here, say, there you go in in one hour Mangan playing rugby with Jason Kelsey has got four thousand views on TikTok if you want to jump thirty seconds go for it because we're we're literally going for an interview Connor Mangan Connor. What happened? How did this happen, this whole rugby situation? Um, well, this is a great show today, by the way. It's just like all over the shop in a good way. All right, I'll, t- I'll tell you exactly what happened. We were just walking down. We are actually going looking to play a game with a bunch of fans in NFL experience. Saw them tossing around the football. They're throwing it like quarterbacks. They were tossing it around? Yeah, Jordan Mylata was there. Jordan no, Mylata. was. Yeah, Jordan yeah. Mylata was there. I was trying to get him for the IPP. Sorry to tell you, I'm live on the broadcast. So I, I, I'm chatting to Jordan Mylata, and he's like, he's like, oh, you play ball? And I was like, oh, yeah, I used to play, uh, used to play in uh, He's a lovely guy, Professionally though. sound. And he goes, I, I, was, I was like, do you play? Because you like massive, and he's like, because I, I didn't realize who he was at the time. He goes, oh yeah, I played league and I played this, and I was like, oh class. And I was like, anyway, that's not how you pass the ball. And he's like, oh yeah, well these lads are. And so I zipped one to Kelsey, and he was like, oh, all right, you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing. And then anyway, next thing I knew, I was teaching him how to drop kick, um, and he had no shoes and socks on. He's in his feet, and we we're just like, yeah, sorry, what was that? We didn't acknowledge that at the time. He's walking around barefoot. <laughs> He could do what he wants. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, after top it's I'm after, I'm I'm points, like, I'm I'm after getting like three DMs being like, does he not wear shoes? <laughs> Has, like, and I'm, I'm not when he drops. I'm case. calling it now. By the time the day is over, Connor, I just want to publicly thank you forever. And you don't know you're going away tonight. Thanks for everything this week to Jacob and, and to yourselves. Well, Pat, Pat, Pat McAfee doesn't, uh, without Connor and uh, Jacob, who was with us yesterday, Pat McAfee doesn't happen. And I know, look, yeah, yeah. It's, it, look, we love it for our own brand. Let's not get that wrong. We understood that. But it's also that Irish people were dying to hear from him. Like yeah. they genuinely were. So yeah. It's great. That it's great for Tag as well. As well, you know, like it's it's awesome to see as well. And just as well, a public note of record. I owe this man a flight to Vegas. <laughs> just I will pay you back. Just give me like two weeks. Yeah, I'll tell you Sponsor. what. You know, you, you put yourself out there. Like, luckily, we're from a country where you start talking and people immediately jump oh, And I think it's gotten us into some doors here that are just like we didn't even know what was going to happen. And then you know, we thought yesterday might have been the peak of Pat McAvee, and then today we're chatting to myself, and Mark, talking to Eli Manning. By Eli the way, Manning, really by the way, cool. right, right Sorry. after Dr. Jason Kelsey. We've everyone, we've been on the edge of our seat today. I have not <laughs> talked to Michael except for being on it. Stop that! Hold on, you can't, you can't just casually Sorry. say you Sorry. talked to Sorry, I, I saw it. It was very casual conversation. Yeah, I went back to get him on a video then, and he was gone. I was. I was FaceTime. I haven't told you this, right? So like, 
I was FaceTiming my wife down at the FanDuel stand. Are you married, um, Michael? Yes. I love my wife. I'll happily say it publicly. She's, she's awesome. She's probably the reason I'm here. Support wise. And you boys as well. I'm joking. Uh, anyway, FaceTime with Lynn. Went down there and she was chatting away. You know, he couldn't leave a FaceTime chat. I look up, Drew Brees is standing by himself. Oh my God. And I'm thinking, I have a decision to make here. <laughs> Jeez, I just wrote <laughs> And I ended up just kept talking. Oh, like, <laughs> what a week. That's just the nature of the week. Who, who are gotta, we going to? You've got to you have the chance. We're going to, we're going to go to Sean Clifford. Do you want in mind, I know it's your last day here. Do you want to give us a big, big intro to that camera right there, to Mr. Sean Clifford? And we will have Sam Monson later on as we well. We will. Go for it, man. He is the second string quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. This is Sean Clifford with Pro Football Ireland. Boom. Closer and closer to Super Bowl 58. On Pro Football Ireland, presented by 888 Sport, the official betting partner of the NFL in Ireland and the UK. Dara Carter making his debut. I call him the, the Green Bay Cullihanna Ian Rappaport esque man. Whatever tagline you want to give it. Yeah. From up, up Cullihanna, congrats on the, the All Ireland. That's the only time I'm ever going to praise our man. And we are joined. The reason Dara is here is not because he's the good, but also because we have got from Green Bay Packers, Mr. Sean Clifford. Jen Martati, I was like, as a, it's, uh, you know, I've always, I, I actually was just telling him, went to Ireland about seven years ago, and the Clifford name just runs on all yep. through the streets. Yes, absolutely. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Man, I'm very I'm, excited. I'm, I'm buzzing to have you. Like, I mean, first off, you're talking about that whole Irish roots thing, right? Have you? Have you been to Ireland? Talk yeah. a bit about your family and yeah. Family so, so I was over there seven years ago. Uh, I got family in Kerry, still to this oh, day. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, hold is that on a bad? Here. Is yeah. that a you good thing or a bad thing? We know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep going all good. But yeah, so have family in Kerry. Uh, the the you know my brother he plays uh, wide receiver at Penn State still. Yeah. Liam Clifford. So very very Irish. Yeah. Both 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 parents. John Clifford, Kelly Burke. It's uh it's an Kelly Irish Burke? family. Wow. So obviously you say there, Kerry is where your roots come from. Everyone in Ireland knows David Clifford. He's maybe the biggest sporting star in Ireland. On, on I, 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 I know David Clifford. And, and, yeah, I came in here, and, and the first thing you say mentioned is David Clifford. I was blown away. Like, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> is that a long-lost brother? Where's that? It, where's it that might be. From? It might be. I've been trying to contact him. So if y'all, uh, if y'all know him at all, please. I like Potty. Tell him to hit my line. Potty's a big Steelers fan. So yeah. we've had him on the podcast a few times for both this and the Steelers. And I know Dave is not a big NFL fan, but I can certainly give Polly a wee text. He's busy at the minute with the old football, but we'll certainly, <laughs> certainly do that there. Sounds that, good. That, that's really interesting, man. It's funny because literally when uh, it was announced that you were going to Green Bay, that was one element of it, but also it's, it's not a big deal, but for us it is. You're representative in the same guys that represent Jeff, and we do a podcast with Jeff, so it's just funny. Yeah, right. Harris and Bucker as well. You're, you're, in, you're in good company, boy, but like we, we put up like a meme of like uh, a Clifford in the NFL. It was like, like David Clifford going like, like all excited, <laughs> and it, it went it went mini viral. That was like this was it the Saturday? Am I right? And you got picked up by the party? Yeah, Saturday, yeah, yeah, it was day three. Yep, yeah. fifth round. So is we at a party in Dublin on the Friday night? You, did, did you even We're see not the Saturday? <laughs> We're not doing that this year. Like literally, we should have done it on. The, everyone was saying that went oh do it like you should do it on like the Saturday night. Like you know, everyone's like like but it's like round five, six, seven. I feel like and I, I love that, but you need to be. For people in Ireland, you need to be like hardcore, like diehard. Yeah, yeah. Totally, but look yeah. here, pints of pint. Yeah, yeah absolutely. pints of pint. Yeah. Pints of pint. The, the slang is so <laughs> fascinating to me. Who's got the worst accent? Who's got the worst? Like, yeah. Between yeah. the two of you? Yeah. I don't know. He's it's a toss-up right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. uh, we were talking, Sean, about um, 
just your entire career at Penn State. Uh, for those unfamiliar, if you're Irish and you don't follow college football as much, Sean is the all-time leader in yards, touchdowns, oh. completions, anything you want to name it at, at Penn State. So uh, obviously that's a, that's a massive deal. And what people in Ireland will be familiar with is the Penn State Whiteout. Yeah. You've played three of them, you've won three of them. Mm-hmm. What is that atmosphere like? How, like, how does it feel to be to be on the field in, the, in those kind of games? It's it's the best environment in college football, yeah. and, and b- bare none. It's, it's one of those things where... I'll, I'll, I'll 110,000. 110, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll rewatch the game every once in a while, and uh, whenever, whenever I, whenever I see us run out of the tunnel, I still get the goosebumps just because it's one of those those moments where you it, it changed your life, yeah. you know. And especially, I, I remember my first one like it was yesterday. We were playing against Michigan. Uh, we were sixth or seventh in the country. They were top ten as well, and got that win. It was my first whiteout. <laughs> That's incredible. Changed my yeah. life forever. Yeah. Would you have liked to have went to Ireland play? We've got some games. There. I would have loved to. Penn State went to yeah. went to Dublin. Yeah. Uh, they played their first game in 2014. Uh, Crook Park, I think. One more time. It was in Crook Park against yeah. UCF, I think. Yeah, UCF. UCF. Yep. You got the win awesome. on a on a last second kick. So, yeah, the 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 Irish line definitely runs deep through Penn State. Hopefully, we get you in an international game quite soon. I would you love know, to. Not to go off topic, Stara, but can I say this? I heard like really, really weird, and this is me talking. I heard like whispers like when we were in Frankfurt that Green Bay were interested in coming to Germany. Yeah. And, like, that could be rubbish. That could be like, I mean, you obviously know more than me. Yeah, well, I, I didn't hear that. I it heard was people Michael, in, but it, it was people in Wisconsin that were like, <laughs> yeah. Like, going, yeah, it's happening. It might not be next year. Is Carolina even on the Green Bay schedule? No, they're not. They're not so. We played them last yeah. year. So maybe so. like 25, 26. But yeah. if you're in Europe, we'll definitely have a wee bit of crack in there. Yeah, absolutely. After the game, of course. And crack meaning fun. Yeah, that, that's something that we've had yeah. a nightmare trying to explain to Americans all week is, is the uh, top of the crack. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> can I just say, when Dar is here on the mic, Dar. Your only role today in this whole thing after you trap the shot is you're going to that Nickelodeon desk and you're nicking at least three of those balls, <laughs> and you're taking some of there's just slime jars. It's it's a cre- it's, it's an incredible experience. You're like, yeah, all yeah, over, yeah. you're gonna pour it all over my coat. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You got it, slimy. So obviously, Sean, covering the Packers. I mean. Uh, like I'm, I'm very interested in that side of things. How have you found that transition to the NFL? And obviously, you and Jordan Love. Jordan's been there for three years more than you have. Right. Uh, however, you're a couple of months older than Jordan. Do you find yourself learning from him? Does he learn things from you? Is it a bit of both? How does that it, work? It's a, it's a bit of both. Yeah. I, I would say this first year, 100%. I, it was a lot of me learning from him, just because, you know, when you learn from a guy like Aaron, and then Aaron learned from yeah. Brett. I mean, the line just continues to, to yeah. run run pretty fast. So it's uh, it, w- it was a great experience. You got to learn a great system. Uh, you know, it's the same system. You know, Matt does a great job. Matt Lafleur he does a great job with with calling the games. Um, you know, one of the best offensive minds in the NFL yeah. right now. Um, stems from a long line of greats. I mean, Kyle Shanahan will be playing the game. Uh, you know, Sean McVay, McDaniel, everybody comes from that same line of uh, offense coordinators. So it was great to learn that system. It's, it's a complex system, but at the same time, once you get out there, you really know it. Yeah. You can make some plays. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it was a lot of fun. What, what's Aaron and what's, I mean, I guess, what, what's, what's Jordan like? like yeah. Like is, is Jordan's still young, but do you see, like, that leader in him? Because mm-hmm. I... Like, Dara, it's one thing. You, you religiously look at this team, but for when I'm looking at the league generally, like, I only really look at Green Bay. Like, I only start looking at the property maybe towards the end of the season. And it's mad how much they, like, he impressed me. It just, the fact that 
he could have went in there in a season and it could have just completely faltered. You wouldn't have blamed anybody just because of the situation the team were in after Laporte's Aaron Rodgers. It's unbelievably impressive. What's he like in the locker room and just generally? Is he, yeah. is he a good crack? Yeah, he, he's a fantastic dude. He, he, he's one of those guys, who, he's not going to be super outspoken. Um, he's a lead by example type guy, mm. uh, but he'll speak up when he needs to. And, uh, you know, I think his leadership throughout the year, we had a slow start. I think, I mean, he would say the same thing. Everybody in the locker room would say the same thing. We started three and six, and it wasn't looking great at the start, you know, from the outside, but we knew what we were building inside. And, uh, you know, it came, it came to fruition throughout the year, just being able to, to, to really bond together, mm. have that, that brotherhood that we developed in the offseason. Um, you know, had a lot of rookies, lots of rookies. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, my class was huge. <laughs> um, you know, I was, I was the old head rookie. You yeah. know, I was tw- I'm 25, yeah. coming in with a, a bunch of rookies who are 21, 22. But it, it was a lot of fun just to, to, to learn the ropes together, grow together, and, to, you know, at, at the end, we put ourselves in a great position to, to win that game. You know, still bummed that, you know, we, we should be yes. here. But uh, I, no, I think if you give any, um, I, I don't mean this in a disrespect, but if you give any Packers fan after what happened in the off season, if you said to them, you'll be in the mix. Yeah. Oh yeah. You would have bit someone's arm off. I, mean, like, I know. I know you. Were. Massively successful season. It felt like as soon as they made the playoffs, it was like, okay, house money from here. And then <laughs> when, when you guys went and beat Dallas, it was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> you right. Know? So uh, it, it's rightfully so. Though I mean the. the any time that you get, you know, you move on from a Hall of Fame quarterback, yeah. there's going to be yeah. questions. But, you know, Jordan, slowly but surely, made his way throughout the season. And, I mean, he's one of the best in the, yeah. in the game right now. Well, so. Jordan's one of the best in the game. But are you aware that you have one of the highest pass ratings in NFL history. <laughs> you knew that one I was do coming. know that. I you do were know one that. for one for 37 yards with <laughs> yeah. a pass rating of 118. And you know Jordan's going to hear about that yeah. every single day in the locker room. He's got to get his passer rating up, baby. <laughs> He'd be like, put him in. Put yeah. him in for two drives. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let him spin it. We'll see if that passer rating stays the same. Does, uh, does, does the season go, like, for lads like yourself, First season in Green Bay. Does I gotta the, start using that. By yeah, yeah, you gotta just lads. There's a few, few words I'm gonna start using. You're gonna be sitting on like the sideline next year, thinking about this, and all the biggest girls, you're just gonna start laughing, with like, oh yeah, it's a goal, man. Like all the tricolors for Don Wheel. We'll talk about him in a second, but like, does does the season for you fly in in terms of the regulars? Do you mm-hmm. find it just goes by so fast? Because I can't believe we're sitting here now and it's over. Yeah, it's because it is over. It's like today and tomorrow. Like that's it. Like, yeah, hundred percent. It it goes in waves. You know, the off-season goes extremely fast. Yeah. It, it does. It, it moves. It, uh, you know, we're already late, you know, late into the, the, the February month. And, 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 and you know, we're, we're, we're coming here now. Super Bowl, it's come up so fast. But off-season goes quick. The training camp period, that's long. It feels super long. It feels like years just because it's such a grind. And then the season, you blink and it's over. Uh, you know, just from – there's so much prep work, so much – so much you have to do on a day-to-day basis that you're always stimulated. You're always doing something. So yeah, you you, you move pretty fast throughout yeah. the season. It moves fast, and it, but it was a lot of fun for my rookie year. I, I suppose uh, bleeding into you know the reason that we're all here for obviously for the Super Bowl. You've been a backup. I know that a lot of backups in the NFL, uh, their job is to mimic the opposing QB. Right. 
the Packers have played both of these teams. So have you had to, you know, reenact Patrick Mahomes' <laughs> yes. little walk? Have you had to reenact Brock Purdy? And what is it like? What do you pick up? Because obviously you're going to be able to identify their film and their, and right. their abilities better than anyone else as a quarterback. So right. what do you notice as the, as the major differences that other people might really see? Yeah, I give a little bit of background on, on what a week looks yeah. like. So throughout the week, we'll have, we'll have two practices that you know are a little bit more high tempo. And for those two practices, you know, I'm watching tape the day before of what Pat Mahomes looks like, what Brock Purdy looks like, yeah. and, and what leg does he have up? What's his cadence? What what aneurysms does he do? Is there any is there any key words that he says that identify? Okay, maybe it's a run right, run left, whatever it might be, so we can pick up those cues, and then using that in practice as much as possible. And that, and that's really my job. You know, being prepared for the game is number one, just in case. And then two is is getting the the, the ones ready because, you know. It, it makes me better going against the, the you know, our, yeah. our starters. So going against guys like Jair yeah. Alexander <laughs> and, and uh, the, the, the defensive backs and everybody on, on that side. But, no, it, it was a lot of fun. I felt like I got better throughout the year. Um, but, yeah, that's that, that's the day in the life. Who's the most craziest person you've seen here so far? I'm looking at uh, J-Bell and O.C. walking past here and now they're having some fun. O.C. Oh, yeah. Human Oregon's getting a million dollars. I, I think that's that, Brad Nessler was walking by over there the uh, – no, not is it? No, it's not Brad Nessler. Sorry, uh, Chris Filer, the, the ESPN. There's I was actually yeah. about to go over and say what's up to him. He, he, he covered a lot of my games yeah, in college, yeah, yeah, so yeah. 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 Um, He's a big star. Talks has been done. We, a lot of people like I mean, like yourself. Every player is striving to make it. Don was working a part-time job, I believe. Got to the XFL when he started the Packers, but more so I'm, ten, I'm saying it because he's like yourself. He's Irish. What's he like? Because we we were chatting on Zoom. And he seems like he's good crack, but also he seems so reserved, so, I guess, grateful to to be in a position he's in. Mm. Really, really decent first season as well. Yeah, I mean, great first season. He mm. was a leader in the NFL in, in, in all of his punting stats, and, and really at the end of the day, I think a guy like that, his story is so powerful. Um, just being able to, to overcome the adversity that he, he has. He's actually a couple lockers down, so we, we're, we're talking all the time, and he's my... He's my Irish guy, so I always call him Danny Boy. Does everyone call him Irish? No. <laughs> no, it's usually just me. Danny Boy. Danny Boy. Yeah, Jeez, that's I'm, what I go with. I'm going to tax him up in a minute. Hey, Danny Boy. <laughs> that's a nice one, though. Is he, um, is he, re- is he quiet? Is he reserved? He's, yeah, he's, he's a quieter guy. Um, but he, you know, he's one of those guys where you don't really need to do anything. He, he's going to take care of his business, and that's really all that matters in the yeah. NFL. You know, you could, you could say whatever you need to do, but at the yeah. end of the day, you need to get your job done, so... <laughs> you spoke today uh, earlier there about uh, how the Packers, you know, maybe should be here. I mean, it was it's so it's run it's so close every, to the Niners. Let me let me precurse that because every team will say that they, they, they should, should be here. here. Yeah, 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 I get that. But uh, I just wanted to, to, to touch on the 49ers rivalry. It's kind of you know it, it, it seems like it's picking up year on year. This yeah. Packers 49ers. It's a classic rivalry. Yeah, it, it is. It really is. I would love to know is that something that the team and, and Matt Lafleur and those guys lean into in the wake of the game? Are they saying you know we don't like these guys? This is our rival. Like these, these are guys of you know. Yeah. We we. we particularly he might have bad blood against. Is that something that it's spoken about or no? Well, I mean, it all starts with the North. So the NFC North yeah, is... Yeah, of course. That is absolutely a rivalry. And that there is a little bit of a different feel when yeah. we get to those NFC North teams, especially when we play Chicago. I mean, that that <laughs> is automatic. That is going to be a little... Soldier field is oh, yeah. Lot. And, and they, they got the same feeling toward us, you know, yeah. because it's really, if you take care of the North, then you then you buy yourself a ticket to the dance. Yeah. So that's, that's the key. And then after that, there's certain teams 
like the 49ers where, yeah, it, you feel the, the extra little bit because you know the past history, you know the games that have been played before. So, yeah. And then I wanted to just head on building off the 49ers. And I know maybe you might be saying, ah, I don't want those guys to win. You know, they're the guys put us out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, your, your fellow senior captain, Jair Brown, is, is starting for yeah. the 49ers. Does that make it a little easier to root for? I know you guys were, were close back as always. Absolutely, yeah. He's one of my best friends. Yeah. So, Boy. you know, I... I really don't root for for teams in this game. I root for players. Yeah. You know, I want I want certain guys to do well, just because you know a relationship with them, or you just know them from from you know your past. So yeah, yeah, I call him Tig. Uh, Tig. Tig. T I G. Yeah, Tig. Let's Tig me. Uh, so when he was a kid, uh, you know the the, the caricature uh, Tigger with uh, Tigger. Yeah. yeah. With Winnie the Pooh, yeah, yeah. and he's always bouncing yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So That's that was it. that was that was Jair. So he he was always bouncing around. So he's his nickname's Pig. Does he call you Pooh? No, he doesn't call me Pooh. <laughs> no, he doesn't call Piglet. me Pooh. Piglet, Piglet, yeah. yeah. Little Pig Piglet here. Pig. That's brilliant. We're gonna we're gonna finish off with a very important shot. You know, you keep all of these, but you're gonna be able to test each crisp. This is a southern right. variety of Tito. This is, well, we're both from the north, yeah. all right? Okay, so Tato. Dara, first off, you're from the north, right? Do you prefer the southern ones? I do prefer the southern ones. But do you ones. like the northern ones a lot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I mean, I the northern ones are more accessible to me because I'm in the north. Accessible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Cully Hanuman had a few shots down with my Zen and War. Uh, I hope you like cheese and onion because <laughs> it's going <laughs> to be interesting. Tato. I'm saying that right, Tato? Yeah. What's your thoughts on the man on the front? The man on the front here. He looks like Mr. Potato Head a little bit. He's like a spin-off Irishman. I don't even know what he is. Where's the camera? Yeah, there you go. Tato. We'll give the cheese and onion a try, yeah. Getting the crunch and everything. Just while you were eating. Oh, that's good. Connor Mangan was dancing there because he played rugby with Jason Kelsey. That's why he's going crazy. Oh, yeah. And that's why I'm laughing. I don't know if this week can peak anymore. There's definitely a bottle walking past. Yeah. Big dog. That's solid. That's all you, you like that one? Yeah, okay. that's not bad. You go Are they all the same? No. So this that's that's the Republic <laughs> of Ireland version. And this is the Wait, Northern that's Ireland the Republic of Ireland. Yeah, the Republic of Ireland. Open it a whole new so kind of world. Just, just compared the, to, <laughs> compare to Tatum on the front to that one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks a bit more reserved. Yeah, a little more randy. Yeah, yeah he is a little bit more reserved. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? A little bit more northern? Oh, hold on. What did you say? A little bit more northern? Yeah, he looks a bit more northern. Yeah, he does. He's more more proper. All right, let's try it. Chill. Yeah, it's a little bit more of a proper chip. Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that better? Ooh. I wouldn't say it's better. But that was better. I'd probably go with this one. Oh, okay. Is, does, is it, does that does kind of point to character as well? No, because the, the main presenter... Like, what's the game here? <laughs> the, the main presenter of the Super Bowl on TV in, in the UK and Ireland last night was like, oh, these are better. These are the south. So oh, okay, I got you. Everyone's are, are these the best? Is it question? King. No, I, I'm... All right, so, so where, where's the potato guy now? Yeah, see, no, it's King. Is, it, is it Tato? Is this Tato? That's Tato, That's, that's yeah. Mr. Tato. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Tato, all right. And then that's so just King. Tito all right, King. King yeah. the two rounds. No, I got to go with these. Oh, okay. Oh, Southern Tato. Hold up the Southern Tato. Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford is saying... Carry man at heart. Carry man at heart. Believes in the Southern Tato. Sean, we are going to... Please, God, we'll get you on maybe in the off-season. You can have a bit of crack. We're going to have a live event. I shouldn't be saying this. We're going to have an event in Kerry this pre-season coming up. We'll see if we can get you on Zoom or something. I, think I would love I think to. it'll be great crack. Uh, but, you know, thanks, thanks, Dara, for getting all these super Packers questions as well. But for now, for myself, for Dara as well.
And for everyone in Ireland watching, Gurmeet uh, Morgan, thank you so much for coming on. I will chat to you soon. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate Sean it. Clifford, Great lads. Sean. All, I don't know why I'm shaking your Yeah, yeah, you're shaking my hand. I'm going to end the stream because it goes off for guests. Sean, thank you so much, man. Enjoy the week, yeah? Thank you. Appreciate it. Sean Clifford, Dara, welcome in. Was that a career moment for you so far? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for. 99.9% of people watching this, they probably don't care about Sean Clifford as much as I would, but yeah, no, that was definitely one of the, the coolest experiences of the week so far, absolutely. Are your family snowed in as well today? Yeah, I saw, what is that about? I saw a few Our photos. Our have a bad, and like, you know, these lads are like, oh, it's just snowing. Is it snowing on the side? Yeah, well? uh, it's a little like, bit. You know, like, it magically stops in Monaghan. I'm taking the piss, by the way. Like, is it, is it bad? It's bad up for us. Just putting it out there. No, I heard it's a little bit dusting as well. Not like, Johnny Gall is probably like, under six feet, like I and Derry will be grand because mm. you know, mm. they match like the special border. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. I'm sorry. I have a bit of crack. I'm, it's all good. Don't laugh. We are doing best <laughs> game before we rattle this one off, Michael. <laughs> oh Jesus, that, that could be the end of us now. Do you have a favourite game this year? Sorry. Do you have a favourite game this year? Oh, um, from this year. Even a Packers game. Oh God. A Packers game. Yeah. Well. I mean, Packers and Lions, Thanksgiving was a great game. But that was mainly because the Packers played well in that game. No, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think about like, right. Go on, you opinion, think of it. You think of it. And we'll go. Yeah, we'll go well, well, first of all, say, in my opinion, I think this was a, not a great season. Like, th- thank you. Thank you. There, there, it wasn't great. There wasn't. Like, even the MVP, there was, there was no definitive MVP. The Mark Taylor got it by the best season. It was, I, know, I think it was a great season because there was it parody. was so. Yeah, because yeah. of the party. It's like anyone could have been in the but playoffs. But also, like, nobody was good. It felt like, well, all the Everyone had a lull. Yeah. Everyone yeah, had a lull. Yeah, and that was yeah, great yeah. because normally, like, the, the storyline around the team is they've been good, they've been good, they've been good. Yeah. It's like you need that bit of adversity to talk about. Yeah. I'm going to start us off. Yeah. You ready? This is no brainer for me. The Raiders against the Vikings is a game of the season for me. 3 0. Um, <laughs> that was not like there was a was, did the Ravens not have a really like high scoring tight game against oh I've lost it I've lost it I'll I've tell lost. you my favourite one I'm when lost. you think of it Michael the Texans-Bengals game was insane because it starts off with uh, Joe Burrow playing well he starts the game off with a touchdown that is like in a double coverage down the sideline that's caught and you're like okay here we go but it's the Texans team that wasn't quite what we knew that it was CJ Stroud it was probably his breakout game yeah, because, yeah. but then the ending of the game was absolutely uh, insane 10 minutes left the Texans are up by 10 Burrow throws an INT the Texans punt and then a second INT followed by there was three straight drives well sorry th- three out of four drives were INTs with 90 seconds to go the Bengals tie the whole thing up and then Stroud worked his magic, including, what, a 22 and a 25-yard completion. It was the breakout game of Stroud. It was the announcement of the Houston Texans as a Super Bowl contender next year. But it had everything over it. I will jump on opening night and the Lions upsetting the Chiefs. And that first really, game of the season. Yeah, yeah. First game of the season, and that really sort of taken the, the whole illustration of, Jesus, Detroit actually might have a team here. And we've seen down the stretch that they did. They were one game for the Super Bowl. Hell, they were one half of the Super Bowl. Was. It's hard to believe. This whole week would have been so different. The feel around this week would have been completely different if Detroit had done it. But for them to go into Arrowhead after a seven-month lull, for the Chiefs to raise or to hang it—that that was kind of leave. For the Chiefs to, to roll a banner down with 
We've made that mistake. As world three times. I don't, he's, he's a media guy. Oh, for the Chiefs to have the world. He's dressed flashy enough to be Cam anyway, that's for sure. For the Chiefs to have the world champion banner raised. The atmosphere. The NFL's finally back and for the Lions to win the beat them. It has to be one of the results of the season. No yeah. matter what happened in the end. It would, have been funny if, it would have been funny if it was the first game of the season and they managed to meet in the Super Bowl as well. But there was one. Ryan Babel. Can you hear us? No. There was one game that stood out to me where the Browns beat the Colts 39 uh, to 38. It was just kind of a wacky game with Gardner Minshew making some insane plays. Does it look one? Um, I think we have Ryan Babel joining us, through. You want to talk to Irish fans for two seconds, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Babel, a lot of Liverpool fans in Ireland. Uh, there we go. There we go. This is, this is unbelievable. What's going on, guys? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Ryan, uh, like, look, Liverpool is one of the most supported teams in Ireland. Uh, why is the Super Bowl? What's crack? How you doing? You know what? Um, of course, because of me playing football myself, I never had the time to visit a Super Bowl. Um, but I've just retired three months ago and um, the opportunity came to visit and I was like, you know, my first football, uh, my Super Bowl experience, why not? Yeah. Brandon was your manager, wasn't he? No, Rafa no. Benitez. Rafa. Rafa Benitez. The, the, the magician. I don't know why I thought Brandon. Just, <laughs> what, what's your thoughts on, I guess, because we're going to hopefully ask Mika Richards this tomorrow. What's your thoughts on this? Imagine this for a Champions League final, eh? Yeah, I mean, you know, you already get a lot of media. Um, um, of course, around whether it's, uh, you know, Premier League football, Champions League football, but, you know, this type of media and actually putting the players in the middle of it, that's that's a different ballgame. And, and in Europe, they're trying to avoid to tire the players as much as they can, you know, they're trying to keep that mm. away from them. So we don't really experience the media side of it like that. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, this is intense. Appreciate you, man. Very, very quickly. Yes. Who's, who's going to win? Niners or Chiefs? Uh, I have to go for the Chiefs. Oh, yes. There we go. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, guys. You have a good day. Yeah? Yes, All thank you. you too. I'm sure we'll see Liverpool in the Europa League final in Dublin. Yeah. Have a good one, man. All the best. All right. There we go. Yeah. Um, so we're sorry for the unprofessional uh, me taking a selfie to my life. Connor Mangan with his hands out, out covering the camera. Yeah, never would have missed a selfie. So. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, live with a few boys like that. Uh, this boy is coming on. That was, uh, that was waiting on. Well, tomorrow. Hey, if people wonder how these interviews happen, it's literally that. Yeah. It's literally this you, man you here being like. Do you want to talk to Irish people? Yeah. Well, here's a crack, right? Here's tomorrow. The secret's out now. That was everything. We we're an hour and 20 minutes in. Tomorrow, I don't. I, Genuinely have no idea. I'm gonna email him again and ask him straight up, right? Mika Richards and Thierry Henry are on Radio Row, and I swear to God, I want to trick Henry into sitting down here oh, five or six minutes in. Has to be Talk to us about France. Talk to us about oh that, 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 that night oh when you broke my heart. I, I think he stands up and walks away. I think you could joke about it. Yeah. Dari, well, how old are you now? Uh, I don't remember. I wasn't. Like, oh my like, god! Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, it'd it be nice to live in a world where you don't remember that. Like, oh, I was I was five, so no. I I'm very jealous. Is yeah. that my shout out to my shout out to my old boy, who is an Arsenal fan, who texted me the next morning. I was walking along Jordan Sand Crayon Club, Call of Duty map, and he looked at my phone, WhatsApp, and said, "Sure, look, it's not a big deal. Obviously, still a hero." And I was like, "You, so uh, Irishman, are you?" Anyway. Uh, do you talk to us about uh, coats and browns, Jason? Who cares? We've just got right back. <laughs> well, hold on. Very, very quickly. Who, who's your MVP before we get this last interview? 
That's Lamar, definitely for me. Has to be Lamar, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I would love to have Christian McCaffrey, but we don't live in that world. Yeah, by process of elimination, I think it's Lamar Jackson. Okay, talking about MVP, we've got the MVP of PFF. Mr. Sam Monster coming on as we roll on this extravaganza coming into our 90th minute. Which random Liverpool player will show up next? <laughs> Dirk Kite. Yeah. Oh, creature. Here's Sam Monson. See, uh, not just Irish people thrive, but Ireland thrive in general. And one guy that's thriving, I can't say thrive, thrive. One guy that's thriving in the NFL is a guy with pro football focus. Guy's been very, very good to us. Genuinely. Thank you very much. Grumia Mogget and Salcha. Sam Monson, what's crack? Yeah, no problem. How's it going, guys? This might be the first interview we can conduct in Irish, is it? Not a chance. <laughs> Not if you want me partaking in it. Um, um, another season, Sam. And a lot more PFF uproar in yeah. recent weeks. We were chatting to JJ Watt the other day. That's, oh, yeah. that's, that's one of the big names that came out against you. You must just enjoy that at this stage, do you? No, it's tiring. I've <laughs> <laughs> been dealing with it for so long. Um, you know, like people like me and Steve who've been with PFF basically since the beginning, it's the same thing. It just comes back and back and back, and it's a new person now, you know, and it's just it, eventually it wears on you. And J.J. Watt in particular, like the first thing he said on McAfee, the way he said it, you're like, you're not interested in the conversation. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, and, and I'm not saying he doesn't know football. I'm saying from the way he said that initial thing, it was very clear he has no idea how PFF grades work, at which point this is a waste of everybody's time. You're just out here to spout off and say ah oh, hey pff and you're like all right cool like if you're interested in finding out about it and you know learning how there might be differences and, and all those kinds of things you can have a conversation but you're not so go nuts and see you later chad it's a funny one and i haven't really thought this one true but san francisco 49ers are ranked fifth in dboa in against the rowan but then obviously we're all talking this week about hey the rowan is where you might be able to get at them so i suppose it is you have to appreciate that people are looking at it through different ways because if you're looking at like yards per rush attempt then they're like second last in the league you know there is different ways of looking at it but i suppose that's the difference with pff it's like when you believe in your numbers across the whole sphere then it has to you know that's the whole thing with pff that doesn't make sense not the thing that they the thing that people like jj watt don't like is people from outside of a building uh opining on things that used to be just the purview of coaches and players right we are going to to quantify and evaluate how you have played in the game and they're like well that's not you don't know enough to do that right that we can only do that if you're inside the building and people have never really done it before it's only been the opinion of a, a journalist or a guy that was very easy to dismiss because you're like ah you don't know what you're talking about now when pff exists it's like it, it's presented with a grade it's presented with data it's it's more solid than just a guy saying his opinion now it doesn't mean it's 100 percent right it might still there might still be differences. We might still get things wrong, but it's it hits closer to home for those guys. So there are players that dislike it because they grade badly. There are players that dislike it because they just don't like the concept of somebody from outside the building yeah. deigning to tell them how they perform. They don't think that should be... They don't think anyone should have the right to do that if you're not inside the, inside the, the franchise, inside That's, the organization. That's just the negative side of things, but yeah. um, I'm sure there's a lot of positive so stories positive. as well. <laughs> so you know? many. Yeah. We um, love you. It's all good. <laughs> Zach Robinson, for one. Yeah. Uh, another guy with PFF background. Zach uh, Robinson, Bobby Slowick, two current offensive coordinators now um, in the NFL, were both former PFF senior analysts. They had the job that me and Steve had. Um, and, you know, we sat in meetings with those guys and broke down plays and graded. We did the thing that J.J. Watt says you can't do. 
Well, two current offensive coordinators in the NFL <laughs> did that for multiple years and didn't have a problem with it and still don't have a problem with it. So, you know. Became one of the Sam, hottest names Sam in the last. Monson, OC in the future. Yeah. We'll see. No, I'm not taking that job. You know, one of the grades was obviously infamous was the Baker Mayfield back in the day, but he's had a, oh, an up and down kind of career since then. If you're a Tampa Bay, Dave Canales ran the perfect offense for him. He's kind of aggressive and loud, Baker Mayfield. It puts Baker Mayfield in a weird position now that he's going to have a new offense coordinator. Would you keep him around Tampa? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to based off the season he just had. Baker Mayfield has had a weird uh, career where... I don't know how many different coordinators or coordinator changes he's had at this point, but it's got to be approaching an NFL record. It was an NFL record through the first four years of his career. I think he had six or something crazy, and it's still going. I mean, he's losing them every year. That guy has been through just an unending sequence of change, even if it's going back to the system he was at before. I think Liam Cohen, the guy they're bringing in, who's sort of been with the Rams and then Kentucky and the Rams and the Kentucky again, He's, he's a good guy to bring in. He's a smart coach. He's in that um, Sean McVay coaching tree. Him and Zach Robinson were like thick as thieves for a while. They were, say, two, two like up-and-coming coaches that McVay had identified and had brought into that room. So I think he's a smart guy to bring in and replace Canales, but it is, it's a change. It is going away from what was so successful. How the contract when it comes out, do you think they should go long? Do you think they should go short? It's going to be some kind of compromise deal, I think. You know, they're going to be... It's difficult to get these deals done because there's no template. Or there are, there are several templates for that middle-class quarterback contract, right? So Geno Smith is obviously one that I think is, is a good one to sort of base off. But a guy that clearly deserved more than the sort of low-level backup contract he was on but probably didn't deserve, you know, the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, top-of-the-market deal. Baker's in the same boat. He just showed, like, he got paid. He was on $4 million last year and got it up to 6.5, I think, with, you know, postseason bonuses, all that kind of thing. Clearly, he's worth three times that, you know, in a season at least. But he's not worth, you know, the $50 million a year deal. So finding where that middle is and how to craft that contract is, is a task for everybody there in this offseason. Uh, I was talking to Jim Nagy just prior to, just prior to the Senior Bowl, and he was talking about sort of slight concern with the later runnings of this year's draft because yeah. of the, the transfer process, NIL, etc. Is that something that you sort of share? And are, are you intrigued to see how it's going to go in the, in the, in the just the late lines this year? Yeah, I mean, I think he's right. I think a lot of these guys went back to college and I, the whole landscape at the moment with the draft, with college, it's a moving thing. It's not static any one year. That The COVID year is still sort of hitting ramifications now. Um, this year, I think the dynamic is a bunch of guys went back to college and the late rounds are going to be relatively weak. And I, I don't know how teams are going to navigate that yet, whether they're going to try and once we hit day three, they're trading into next year as much as possible. Um, and teams are trying to consolidate on like one or two guys that they've got identified that they think are really good. Um, but the next year it might be completely different as well. And you might end up getting the opposite effect where all these guys that went back are now coming into the draft. We're also... There's a constant um, moving target in terms of this age used to be used as a stick to beat prospects with, right? Ah, this guy's 23 already, forget it, move on. Now they're all going to be that age, right? All these guys are going to be older because they're all going back. Um, look at one team in particular, New England. They have a chance to move on from Mac Jones, of course, uh, in this draft. They've got to go QB at 3 today. Yeah, you would think so. They're, they're one of a number of teams, I think, in a, tr in a tricky spot where you... You can't go into the next season with what you have at the moment, right? They've got to find some kind of big swing at the bat. They're unfortunate enough that they're going to outside the, the top two picks, which 
for a long time, it was Caleb Williams, Drake May, and then a gap. Now, that's changing at the moment. There's a lot of people really high on Jaden Daniels saying he might be the number two guy anyway. And then at the same time, people seem to be souring on Drake May a bit and saying maybe he's not the top, the, the top guy. So I guess it depends where you fall on that analysis. If you think that they are outside the top two, then they're in a tough spot because they probably have to take one or make something special happen with, you know, Kirk Cousins and free agency, find a trade somewhere that nobody's talking about. Otherwise, yeah, I, I think they would have to grab a quarterback at three. Kirk Cousins and Marvin Harrison Jr. Maybe just the Cardinals finding me hoping that he drops. Can he, is it too careful for the wheel if you go for Marvin Harrison Jr.? Because they're saying that he will be franchise-altering for someone and it gets people back in the seats. I mean, he probably will be, but they, you need a quarterback to get him the ball, right? I, I, you would need a solution to finding a quarterback if you're going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr., who may well be, you know, if he has that Jamar Chase type of impact where he comes in and completely transforms the passing attack, but that only worked because they had Joe Burrow there, right? And we were asking year one, how come Joe Burrow in the NFL doesn't look the same as he did in college? And then we got his number one wide receiver from college, and he looked like the same guy. I, I don't know if that works if Joe Burrow was just a random, you know, if it was Andy Dalton still there or, or whatever the sort of borderline starting quarterback was. Uh, a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans in Ireland, of course, was trying to get him to hold the terrible title. It all didn't happen. Are they really going to go into a quarterback battle between Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett this offseason? I mean... They not. certainly can't go back to Kenny Pickett. Well, the, the word seems to be they're prepared to do that and maybe bring in the veteran as well, but surely they're you They're too far back it. in the draft. Like, it's crazy where they're at. Like. There's, a, there's a quarterback playing on Sunday in the Super Bowl. It's picked, I mean, it's great. Mm. Pick anyone. Do yeah, something. I mean, they, they need to bring somebody else in, but they're in a tough spot where they don't have a pathway to an obvious, you know, massive upgrade at starter. Is, is Russell Wilson crazy to think? He would upgrade it, but Russell Wilson at this point is is damaged goods in the NFL. I don't know how many people want to bring him in and, and saddle their, their wagon to that. I also don't know what his asking price is going to be. I mean, they're going to get rid of him off that contract that is a massive sum of money still owed to him. You know, is that does that mean that he'll, he'll be willing to play for the next team for peanuts because he's already getting paid by the, the Broncos? Yeah. Or is he going to look to try and, you know, double dip and get big money out of the next team and, and offset that? that? That's going to be tough. But, yeah, they... The Steelers are also in a weird position where with Mike Tomlin, they know they can probably win and get, you know, nine and seven or whatever, make the playoffs maybe with a bad quarterback situation. They might not be as desperate as some other teams would be. Yeah, we, we've talked about a quarterback here. We kind of made this into a bit of a quarterback. We knew we were too near. We wanted to get some. But uh, there's going to be massive wide receivers going up on the um, on the market this year. If you were to rank kind of your Mike Evans, who's obviously aging, your T. Higgins, your Marquise Brown, your Calvin Ridley's, who do you think is the guy to get this year? Um, yeah, I, I think Mike Evans, so many of them, I think, this is the problem with free agency every year. Like, the earlier you try and start it, the, the less relevant the conversation is because most of those guys are going to get franchise tagged and end up going back, and they're not real free Mike agents. Mike Evans will probably make it there. Cause the, yeah. I don't know. I think Mike Evans probably stays in Tampa Bay. I think uh, Michael Pittman Jr. doesn't leave Indianapolis. I think he gets tagged as well. Um, I think Ridley does hit the market. I think Marquise Brown probably hits the market. Do you think he did himself favors, Calvin Ridley, this year? Because obviously we're waiting to see him after, obviously, that year off. But he did have massive drop issues at the beginning of the year. I mean, it's, can you just put it on the Jags just underperforming? I mean, he had the quarterback there. Yeah, I don't think he helped his case this year. Um, he probably didn't harm it overall, like given where he was coming from, the suspension and those kinds of things. But the big question on Ridley was always, can he be the number one guy without you know Julio Jones on the other side? And he's done nothing yet to say that that is who he can be. 
he can be a, a really useful player as a number two. He can get open. He's got good route running skills. He doesn't usually drop as many passes as he did this year. So I think he's a useful player for a lot of teams to target. But if you have a hole at number one wide receiver, he's not filling that for you. Before you go, we've got a little card game in two seconds. We've got you these. <laughs> we have to publicly. Do. I know you like we're getting people to PS test them. Which one's better in your opinion? I mean, like, if, you, if you want that. I'm not yeah. sure. This just feels like a setup where I get I get into trouble. Yeah, but well, I, 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 I'll, I'll say this right now. Craig Doyle is doing this Super Bowl ITV. Thinks I saw that. Thinks the Northern ones are better. Thinks that the, the Northern ones are better. No. So you're gone. Don't be worrying. Yeah. Hey, when it's a taste at home. What are your thoughts on King Crisps? The King Crisps have been getting bashed all week. Yeah. I mean, look. I, I have no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick them voluntarily, but I wouldn't <laughs> turn them down if people <laughs> offer them to me. You know. I mean, I, not not to go rogue here. We have we, we're arguing about this all week. Manhattan popcorn. Doesn't taste it, I don't know. No, it tastes like cardboard. It's there like, we go. It's, Thank you. It's like popcorn, Thank but with all the flavor just sucked out of it. It's 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 like actually it's uh, it's packing peanuts. That's what it is. Salted packing peanuts. Thank you so much. He has got one little gear. Sorry, go Sam. Um, <laughs> quick question, quick fire question. If you pick a card and answer whatever you, what are your thoughts on the economy? Uh, <laughs> will Reed catch Bill? Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. And will Andy Reed catch Bill Belichick? 283 career wins versus 333. No, I don't think so. I think he ends up retiring before he gets to where Bill Belichick is. Oh, okay. Uh, Sam, thank you very much because you've come on a couple of times there in the offseason. You're sporting us even during the draft as well. You're a busy man. Shout out to yourself and PFF. And do check out Sam's work at PFF and everything PFF do between now and the draft and beyond that. If I said PFF again, I might break, but it's been great. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Um, we will chat to you soon. No problem. Anytime. Like I say, the, the accent might not sound Irish, but I've, uh, oh, you can hear it's it. just the way that's just the way my accent works when I move places. So anytime you want me, I'm here. Sam Monson, uh, we started this brand about 20-odd months ago, and Sam has been not only helpful and respectful, I'm, I'm tired. I'm Sam's been a great support. Really, like, you know, look, he didn't need to come on there today, and we, we, like, we, we really, really appreciate it. I mean, he's the, he's the, face, Mark he's the face of the NFL. <laughs> What's going on? Mark Hogan is missing in action. So if we don't find him in the pub at 6 p.m., we will go looking for him. <laughs> Presented by Ian of the Sport, the official betting partner of the NFL in Ireland and the UK. That's us for today. NFL hours tonight. We're not going. I'm going to this WWE event now. Sensation. I can't wait. Pat's going to be The there. Rock against Roman Reigns is going to be announced. And I'm actually doing a bit of stuff for TalkSport because Will Gabb is going to honors. He just sacked it. Also, the Rock's jacket, that blue leather for the suede. Oof. Spicy, folks. So Spicy. All I want tonight is to have a conversation with Becky Lynch. That's it. The man. And you can validate that Irish stew answer that. Right enough, actually. Yeah. I was chatting to Seth, like, and Seth's like, you know, saying about Irish stew. Here, that's a very, like, just to end the podcast today, Irish stew, watery or not watery? Uh, I like less watery Irish do 100%. I like Potato, more, yeah. like, more like gravy texture. And you mix in the mashed potatoes and then you get it all swirled up. Yes, basically, that's Tyrone Irish do. Do you know what? It's basically the Irish guacamole. People keep talking about mashed potatoes and butter. Like mashed but potatoes, it, stew and butter. You heard it here first. It doesn't need to be like... Trademark. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't need to be like as thin as guacamole. You can still have... You can find the mashed potatoes and it'll be thick. Yeah. What will be it? I don't mind the liquidy version. Oh, no. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> I'll have both. I, w- I won't say no to you, to be honest. Uh, who's the most famous person you've seen today? I mean, like, <laughs> The Rock. <laughs>
Probably Jason Kelsey because he's in the top five with jersey sales. I played rugby with him, taught him how to drop kick. But then right after, I saw Eli Manning. Um, you know, I don't know what is going on. Nothing is real. Everything is made up. Um, yeah. Um, we were walking up past the MB. You can literally see proof football talk where my finger is right now. That guy's looking at me going, what the hell's going on? And, like, we were just walking up. And people started clapping. Up walks Josh Allen. I was like, what the? Right that was, up John Hansen. That was that. surreal. Yeah, what Josh Allen was there. Kirk Cousins was on the Pat McAfee show. So I saw him right there. Well, you were on the Pat McAfee show. I was on the Pat McAfee show. I, I, I mean, we, we were. I'm saying we. I'm trying to. We were. We were for sure. We got a shout out for Pro Football Ireland at about 9, 10, 9, 15, which was absolutely brilliant. And you know what? Pat, Pat, like, fully supports it. He's a punter himself. And he used to be. So he's all for it. And actually, he got some... Really good stuff alone, so we have Pat got McAfee. we've got a start of what I'm just tired, man. We've got a stack show ahead on Friday. We have got at least Jason Bell. We've got apparently, depending on certain issues, Neil Reynolds, Cynthia Freeland, and potentially a different person coming on as well. Uh, Matt Hamilton is gonna come on from and potentially everyone light the candle tonight. Kay Adams. Mark Hogan disappeared. We're about to sign off, Mark. Where the hell are we at? We're still on. I thought that we that was <laughs> signing us off. No, I'm sorry. Jesus, I had to bring. I had to bring. You're done now. You're done now. We Mark Hogan. Mark, we're saying big, big show tomorrow. Let's give a massive thanks to this. Uh, actually, sorry, it was worthwhile what I was doing. I was talking to Dan. I know everyone wants to have Dan, Dan Hanses on. Um, I was just talking to us now, and he's really gone trying to get down here tomorrow. So it was productive what I was doing. We were like, so we were. Remember at the start of the show, we were like, oh, we were shouting the Dan the whole time so we were expecting a good time didn't happen might happen tomorrow tomorrow we're, we have we're got nothing it's a series of chances like just tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow we got Jason Bell Matt Hamilton Cynthia Freeland potentially Neil Reynolds and maybe if we all say a prayer and Dara Dara and his man all light the candle of the house Kay Adams but for now Connor Mangan shake my hand thank you very much for everyone over the last Pleasure. couple of days and thank you Jacob and your whole team as well yep. you've made a massive difference here and we like not only for this fights coming on Sunday nights Monday and stuff it's been good crack, but and long may it continue. And the best luck to you, Ty. I know you're going to go to the combine next month. Yeah, maybe just got like ten percent for us. A few weeks. <laughs> just got just got confirmed today from Dyke, so I will be there in Indianapolis. And we will be there in some format. I'll not be there. Mark will be there. Jason will be there. But we'll have some sort of content going from the combine. This is when Mangan now cashes in. Yep. But for now, Mark, Mangan, Hayes, and Mr. Carger behind us. Reinbold, who's lost his hotel key. Brian Battle. <laughs> For the second yeah, straight day. <laughs> and Ryan Babel. Yeah. Give a shout out to Will Barney Ryan here as well. Ryan Babel from Wicklow. This there goes has been Cam. Pro Football Ireland. One hour and 41 minutes into the show. We're saying goodnight. God bless. And can you say a prayer? And we can chaos on the podcast tomorrow. God bless. Don't follow.